Hello. Okay, there it is. Hello, hello. Yeah, so uh, welcome. Okay. Yeah. Hi. Buddy, uh, Daniel Payne from college. Um, yeah, like a long time ago, college. Like, let's, let's not talk about how old we are. <laughs> when you're closer to 40 than you are to 20, the sadness. I mean, technically, and only barely. Like, I'm just 31 right now. So, nine years till 40, 11 years till 20. Yeah, I'm, I'm, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I mean, I've known you. I've known you longer. Like you were, you were one of my first friends I ever met in in college. Period. Like I have, I have a photo of you. Like one of my favorite photos of you is our freshman year. Like I really, honestly, let's be real. I don't honestly remember much of my freshman year, uh, but there is a picture of us together where I, I, uh, I'm, I think I'm hanging on your back. It's possible. <laughs> yeah, like I'm hanging on your back. You've got your mohawk and everything. And um, this was our freshman. I was like maybe 17, 18 at the time. So. Oh, we're, okay. I think I, I actually think I remember that. Uh, I was going down memory lane the other day and just kind of ended up looking at all sorts of photos where crazy events. I, uh, gosh, I have so many, so many good memories from college. So many bad ones I mean, too. Because I was I mean, kind of yeah, like, well, I mean, you know, like, uh, when it comes to college, we hope to remember the good times, but ultimately the, the, the pain is is what uh... kind of what? No, oh, you disappeared. Are you still there? Yeah, yeah. so uh, definitely uh, college had a lot of good memories, had a lot of crazy memories, but yeah, there, there's. I always forget how short I was, and I still always forget. But like, was did you ever grow taller than you no, were? No, no, I'm still. If anything, I'm shrinking because all the things <laughs> I do, my spine is compressing. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. So I tend to play devil's advocate on everything. So, did it cut out again? The nitty gritty. Oh, you're back. Okay, yeah, you cut off for a second, but you came back. Okay, cool. Okay, so I mean, I know this is a weird recording app. Um, we'll probably do better. Like, I'll I'll get some. Uh, I'll get some. Uh, okay, again, part of the capitalism thing is like I don't have the equipment, so we're trying to do this all off of our phones. So, uh, uh, I think I think it's pretty cool that I think at least this far is is working, which is good. All right, so I think I think I figured I can't I can't turn my phone off or put it on sleep or whatever, but yeah, yeah, okay. So here I am. Hello, hello, audience. Uh, hello, uh, Danny. Hello, me. I'm also Daniel. So, <sighs> yeah. So um, the, if, don't worry, I can always cut us out where we look like we're <laughs> like talking to trees for two minutes. I can just zip that part off. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. Yeah, like if I was to write a book, though. Uh, to answer your question, if I was to write a book, though, it, it would be um, more or less informative. I don't think I'm very good at fiction. Um, I've got a I've got a whole lot of really great fiction ideas, but um, I would rather just start the idea and then pass it off to better artists and illustrators and writers than me to to just carry on the 
the the idea that I have. Like I'm 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 better off at ideas. I'm an ideas man. I'm not necessarily the best at like carrying through them. And in so many ways, I think um, we all fall prey and victim to that. Uh, so yeah, like uh, so going back to uh, like if I was to write a book, it would be very informative. It would it would it would basically it would basically be in a book to try to like. I guess help people, but um, part of the reason why I haven't written it yet is because um, I kind of want an audience, and um, the audience that I want is like for everybody to be involved. Like, it's it's very easy to write a book for a lot of people. At least a lot of authors out there. Um, you can tell me otherwise if you want to, but. Uh, it seems like if you've got an idea, you can just kind of like extrapolate it. I don't know. Like, uh, Danny, like we went to college once. We, we went to college. What did you, what did you go to college for again? You went to college for, I you originally went... went for psychology and creative writing and I, I had uh, some poetry I was about to get published and then I switched oh, to uh, business and public relations. Oh, see that, that seems way more practical than what I went for school for. <laughs> But I mean, I think you and I both have at least similar enough ideas, and uh, you know, as far as like the business aspect of our things, um, it always does help if you have uh, networking or if you have uh, any sort of uh, money behind it. And um, psychology, though, it, it it always involves like um, like largely the how, the how and the why. Am I am I correct in saying it's the how and the why? Well, the, the, the way I always like to look at it is, is, is psychology analyzes like the, the self, the view of self and how self interacts with things. And uh, the, you know, like uh, consider sociology, like a, a group of psychologies interacting with each other. And uh, the, the thing is like the human being is very, there are certain aspects that we do that is, that is very predictable. Like there are certain behaviors that we, we just, tend to do and uh it's just a, it's just a bunch of pavlov's dogs running around but <laughs> yeah right. there, there are aspects to ourselves that are in our genetic memory that predate any conditioning you know here you know whether you want to call this like you know the actual uh dna or aspects of your soul that that you know the are, a priori are you, knowledge are, are you talking about the now because uh the the uh you said you said a word just recently genetic uh the well, I don't know what I said afterwards. Um, <laughs> no, it was it was basically like genetic conditioning or something. You said uh, oh oh basically, or basically oh basically condition uh, uh pre preconditioning uh like you know what comes in your DNA or yeah we, okay yeah genetic basically um what what's passed down through your DNA like you know they're they're right. doing studies now showing that like anything from uh trauma like you know things like uh uh, s- slavery, different different things like the generational trauma can be passed down. So, so you're saying assassins? Uh, you're basically what you're saying is Assassin's Creed was like loosely true, right? <laughs> like that, actually. I was just gonna say that the idea is that like the we th- we we seem to begin that like your 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 sentence starts when you are born, but your sentence starts before you're ever born, and oh, you're, if anything, you're continuing the saved game from the previous. Uh, 
from those before you. Like you're you you never really start out completely fresh. So well, yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, completely fresh is a luxury to uh, a lot of people. I, you know, the thing, though, is it's like, you know, I don't know how much you want to go down the rabbit hole as far as like what people believe <laughs> and what they don't believe. But, you know, after after doing a lot of high dosing hallucinogenics and whatnot, the I, I you know, I, I believe that, you know, we, we sort of come back to this this life because like three dimensional space is like the most amount of separation between events like all time is is a separation mm. between point A and point B. And so if you can take all points and put them into one ball, there's no, there's no space. So pretty much everything coexists at, at one time. And, you know, before the big bang, you just have everything in one singular point and sure. all everything. And so time, time is just how much time it, you know, takes to get from one place to another and, and nothing in three dimensional time space moves quicker than the speed of light. But so, so far as we know, so far as we know. But subatomically, like energy is all constantly moving and it's all connected. Like it's not it's not bound by the the limitations of matter. So you know, the, the idea is we come down to this realm of matter and we, we have all the multiple experiences and eventually end up back at the singularity as like one whole. And then it's like an infinite reoccurrence. So always bring it back to the first thing we talked about. Well, as I do that, too. Like you eventually return it back to the because, I mean, the, the kind of the 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 little catch all of that is that everything is connected. So therefore, it ultimately can start as right. something like a sheet of toilet paper and end up back at the meaning of exist, you know, end up at the meaning of existence and then back at the toilet paper. Exactly. So like, uh, as far as the conversations that I typically try to have, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a learner. I want to learn more about life and every transgiving and all the different givings and all the different things in life. You know, like, uh, if there's one thing that I've failed at is like, basically applying it to my own body and my own life and the only way that i've succeeded in life as far as i'm i'm willing to concede is that i've i've learned a lot of people's behavioral patterns and i've ascribed it to the knowledge that i know like um okay so going back to the college thing uh you said you you did the psychology you did a little bit of business you did a little bit of things you've definitely learned martial arts you know you, oh yeah i've been doing martial arts since freshman year yeah dude no, no, no. and let's be real let's be very real for a minute like not many people can be as cut as you are let's be very clear it does it, it takes a lot of time and effort that it, a lot of people don't it's consistency it. like mm -hmm. th th i think that's the hardest part with anything is i feel like anybody on this planet is capable of doing something great the problem is to be like the difference. You look at someone like uh, I don't know how. Do you watch any sports at all? Because it's usually a metaphor I use. I mean, I I, I like the sports. I, I recognize the sports. Well, that's not so much as relevant as just okay. Let's just say we'll take a team like uh, I don't know, like the Cleveland Browns who are notoriously bad, and we'll take I don't know whatever Super Bowl champion you want to use. Um, sure. During that year, a three and thirteen team might beat the best team in the league, um, and so that one of the the t best teams' lo three losses might be the worst team. But the reason why the best team wins it all is because they can do the greatness consistently where that one team that could beat the best team can only do it like once. There's exactly, there, you know, it's yeah. the whole uh, being successful or being something isn't just doing. It's like it's just the consistency of doing something because most of the time you're not going to want to do something. And so it's like the mentality of like it doesn't matter what I feel like. 
this has to get done. And then you build the neuro neuroreceptors for it and whatnot. Well, no, you're not necessarily, you're not wrong at that point. Like, uh, you're absolutely not wrong. Like if there's one thing that I have like kept in my soul this entire time is the fact of consistency. Um, like, like the one thing that I love about myself and one of the few things that I think people do love about themselves in general is their own consistency. I know you were talking about psychology earlier, like, uh, like, uh, that that was part of your field of study and you studied business, uh, to circle back to the capitalistic part that we were talking about before we jumped on this podcast. Yes. Uh, like, uh. Like business wise, like it's it's super easy just to like disregard your employees in favor of like profits. Uh, but that's that's an idea. That's that's an idea. That's an ideal thing that like people who try to be in business and people who want to make money ascribe to. You know, like because it's an idea. Well, it depends on yeah. what type of business. Because like in a lot of cases, the the uh, some of the most successful businesses uh, pay their employees even more because with less turnover, you have more consistency. Like your product doesn't have a period where it drops. Like for instance, fast food, um, you know, you, they lose all their good people like me, and they would keep the the bat, you know, the people because they wouldn't pay us that much more. You're like, oh, you can make an hour, but like what you end up happening yeah. is there's like a two or three week period where you have to teach the new people, and so all the customers get cranky because it's taking you know five extra minutes per sandwich. It's you know oh yeah trust me as, as somebody who's like uh i can explain my own past and whatnot but like yeah you're exactly right like when it comes down to it like the if the owner of a business can't pay their employees right they're going to try to find somewhere else you know and part of the part of the reason why we are in this stagnation of life is is uh because we have we have fallen victim, and I use the word victim correctly, to the the problems and the of of money. You know, like if you have a really good personality, you don't actually need money. You know, like uh, I guess like for most people in America, they believe in Jesus Christ. Do you think Jesus Christ would have cared about money or making millions of dollars or even like like asking for a profit or whatever? Like no, no, he was like ordained by god or whatever he was like i can take this fish and make it into multiple fish so doesn't matter how many fish i have i can make more of it you know and that's in so many ways part of the world we live in now in the post uh, the post-religious thing well you know it's i I will say this though the reason why the communism doesn't work is the um is that like you know for instance all of us are there we're making roughly the same the I was able to do three positions for the one that some of my coworkers could do, but I realized right. that the more I did, the more I would just have to expect more out of me. And so I stopped working as hard and worked just a little bit harder than the rest of my employees. My my boss would get mad at me, but I'm like, I'm not going to work all this extra when you don't pay me anymore. And we'll see. That's the thing. Like, did you? Did, there was a meme. There was a meme I saw uh, probably about a year or two ago that like explained it pretty well, which is like. Uh, boomer versus person is like uh, so so like the the person is like hey so somebody at my job left boomer's like hey so that's awesome you got more hours are you gonna get paid more it's like what do you mean uh the boomer's like well 
there's nobody else doing it, are you're gonna have to step up? Like, are you gonna get? And it's like, what are you talking about? The idea of the meme basically was that like, uh, in this post post world that we live in, um, and as you're saying as well, it's like you know, like just because somebody isn't working doesn't mean that you're not working. Doesn't matter how well you work, your your value of your job is gonna remain the same, even though you're doing much much more. And you, you've been in the industry as well to know that, like, there are so many people who who make more money than you that don't do as much or don't do the job correctly as well. Like, yep. You know, everybody, everybody's had a bad manager, but like, like to have a bad manager so often means that there's something intrinsically wrong with the model that we're that we're using you know and well the i will i'll say this about the you know this is a, this is like one of my favorite subjects because like the uh the the, the what they what the, the the there's a yes to the system and there's a no to the system what they what they tell you in the first place is what's the problem is that you know right. everybody should go to college get a degree one you know right now you could make way more money doing something like like hvac or electrician work that pays you way more without you being in considerable debt you know, um, those are trade skills. Exactly. That's what I say. But nobody tells you that everybody tells you, you know, you have to go to college when honestly, the problem is a lot of times when you get a degree, you're in a field that's so oversaturated, you're not even going to be able to working in that field to make any money. And so, which is why you've, you've, you've probably heard this uh, personally as well as I've heard it. Uh, You need like, in order to get an entry level job, you need experience. And how do you get experience without getting the entry level job? Like, I have a college degree. How how does that college degree not give me entry level experience? You know, like, I think that's one of those like big issues, and which is why networking works really that well. That is the number one so, thing you need to have. Is you know, I, like, I literally of, had an uh, 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 someone who tried to hire me was like Dan. Like, we had a, we have a guy that's you know, got a master's degree. He's more qualified, but it's like, we like having you around the office. We really would, we're really ready to just j- make a position just to have you around where you basically just talk random jokes and philosophy all day. And just, I'm like, that's cool. You know, it, it's like, you know, I mean, that's, that's great. That's great. You know, that that's part of having a personality that's worthwhile. And everything. But part of but- that, part of that comes from the fact that like we put emphasis on the wrong things. Like we, in school, we teach everybody the same shit. We kind of we the idea is to drain you of your individuality and make you do the you know the mass scale and the grade test. Everybody has to do the same thing. Where we should be encouraging everybody to find out what they're genius at. You know, Einstein said if you judge a fish by how it climbs a tree, it's an idiot. And everybody's a genius, just most of us don't get to find out what that is, right? Well, yeah, but like uh, I don't know which books you've read, uh, but I've I've definitely read a couple books or two. and uh, part of some of the books that I've read involves just like the uh, how do I say this? How do I say this? Because um, right now I can't actually remember the books that I've read, so I'm trying to do my best to, at the very least, explain myself to the fullest degree. Because uh, like. But what concept are you trying to get across? That'll that'll work, and I can maybe help you out from there. Okay, so a lot of the time it comes to population distribution. Um, that's that's the idea I'm trying to get across. Um, 
we live in a world like you brought up how the education system doesn't typically uh, bring out the best in everyone. It isn't really focused on the best in everyone. It's more focused on no. If anything, it's it's it works on it, taking your 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 unique your your uniqueness away, which is really going to well, be yeah, your key like, to success. Well, yeah, in so many ways, we do need that. We do need people to be funneled into the places that they're best fit to. But like the way that we've done it for the past hundred. 20, 150 years has been almost literally unchanged. And if we've, like, you know, like if we've learned anything about the teachers and the, the, the people that are teaching the children, it's like we're, we're very much lacking in uh, creating anything more than just, you know, again, like I'm, Excuse me, I was trying to talk about this to somebody actually earlier tonight about capitalism um, in general. And he was trying to tell me like how good capitalism was. Um, and I do believe capitalism has its like perks, you know, because the phone that I'm speaking on right now, like it's the Galaxy S9, came out like three or four years ago. They, uh, since that phone has come out, there's been like some really great advancements to phones and whatever, but like the reason why I keep this phone right now is because it's, you know, besides the fact that its battery is draining, it's a really good phone. It, I don't need to get a new one. Uh, what's happened with capitalism though is that like uh, the innovations tend to like literally go towards those who can afford it. And part of the people who can afford it doesn't necessarily reflect upon those who deserve it. If, if you know what I mean, I'm, I'm trying to explain this in a better way, but um, the, the, uh, well, I know I, I agree with you. And, the, and, and that is the case. What, what I, th- what I think, you know, at the very core, and I've had, I've, I've thought about this a lot. And I think at the very core, the problem is the rules of the game, keep changing in other words like everyone may be starting the game playing like shoots and ladders and then somewhere along the line it's changed to chess but half the people who are playing didn't get informed they got changed to chess so they're like man why am i sucking this up and then other people are like doing so well they're like oh because they realize that the rules of the game are different than what you thought you were playing um yeah like the way that i like to the way that i like to uh explain it in terms like explain what I'm speaking of in terms of uh, in terms of like uh, like board game logic is like uh, when you were born when I was born uh, our grandparents were already playing the same game of Monopoly and already have all the hotels and all the fucking uh, all the fucking like all the hotels are on Boardwalk and Park Place and all the rest of the 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 apartments are all filled up all across the board. The best we can get is that like first purple square. And and most of the people are trying to fight over the first purple square. And if we even get to Pasco, we don't even make two hundred dollars. You know, like like uh you know, like if, if it's like being born into a game of Monopoly where Every you know that's that was literally the point of Monopoly, but like part of the point of Monopoly was like the board game was that it does end, 
But in a practical aspect, the game of Monopoly in real life, in a capitalistic sense, is that it doesn't end. There's no end to Monopoly if somebody actually does have Monopoly. We we were both born, all of us here, including our guests, like, we're all born to this world where there's no end to it in sight. Like, it's 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 a matter of like picking the board game up and throwing it and starting again in order for us to like actually recreate the world in a better image. The the key that, okay, so so there are a couple of things I want to break down in there. The um the, the 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 problem is it's like okay, let's say you got you know got the veterans playing Monopoly, which is the case. The 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 key to success sure. is not trying to outbeat the people that are top in, in Monopoly because certain if you're going to play the game, certain people have to be at the bottom. That what uh mm-hmm. what I realize is that you just have to stop playing Monopoly completely, not completely, but you have to you you have to stop playing the the ver- the version of Monopoly that they're playing. And in other words, in, in, well, you innovation have to, you have is to change the rules. innovation is key. It's everything really because like what uh when I start when I got out of this the kind of what I call getting out of this system is the first thing you need to take and, and learn is you got to go, okay, fuck what anybody tells me about. This is the way it's done. This is what you need to do. And you got, you got to get rid of the victim mentality because like you're the, the idea is that you have to go, okay, well, what's the next big thing? Cause you know, society's always going to tell you this is the way it's done until the next heretic comes along and changes things. Like look, look at, look Absolutely. at the guy who invented uh, I don't know, let's take something random like fantasy football. It's a game. Football already exists. All the person D and D for football players. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like uh, it's D and D for uh, exactly. For, so a person didn't even invent a new game. They found a way to keep the same players and found a way to to switch around the rosters in imaginary world. And people make a living off of you know their fantasy football leagues that aren't. It's not even a thing. You took a thing that already exists. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. That's the key to success in in this society. And, you know, yeah. I, for every story I can find where someone's like not making it or, or not getting where they deserve, you know, there's a story like my my uh, my great grandfather, who was a Syrian immigrant. Um, and uh, he he you know, he didn't speak English, came, joined the military to gain citizenship. And my grandfather didn't have shoes. He went and literally went to work for the first two weeks with like shoes that were four times too big just because he had we could buy a pair of shoes ended up running a multi-million dollar company by the end of it you know uh, my stepmom who uh, is from the philippines my biological dad when he married her brought her over to america she didn't even speak english got her master's degree so while she was trying to learn calculus she also had to learn to speak english and ended up getting her master's degree now she runs a i think a six-figure cleaning company that she you know and it's like for there there are instances where people way less advantage make a success out of it so Absolutely. Yeah, that's definitely a, that's like that's quite literally part of the dream that America has become. And it's definitely very much worthwhile for people to come here. And it's very worthwhile for us to see. But like for us to live here, though, I feel like a lot of us, I guess, like, I mean, you were born here. I was born here. Um I mean, I'm, I'm again. I'm a first-generation American, and like, I recognize at any given point, I can make my millions if I just apply myself. But what? What? The... Part of the reason. Oh, good. Well, I'm just gonna say it's like part of the reason why I don't think I have yet is because I guess like uh, 
it, it would it would involve it would involve like being somewhere where I can't be I don't know, maybe I've just made too many friends. Maybe I've made too many acquaintances. Maybe I, I just know too many people at the bottom, but like when it comes down to it, like a lot of people are really struggling and I don't want to make my millions without pulling people up. Like you I, feel I agree. Like, well, I I, I here, here's my compromise on that. And this is what I was saying earlier about like, you know, hardcore capitalism, it, it's cold, it has no heart. Um, heart, but uh, the opposite yeah. is actually true as well. And I had this epiphany when I was tripping one time. I was like, I was like literally, like, holy shit! <laughs> Some of the most abusive relationships are ones where the guy comes in and literally pays for everything. Because I talk, you know, one of my friends, she's like, I'm so afraid to leave because he literally pays for everything. I don't even know how to do anything on my own. So when someone knows how does everything for you, they've actually got you in prison yeah. because you've they've taken away your ability to know how to do things on your own. Like I was homeless my senior year of high school. And, you know, because of that, though, it was like I found I, I was just like, well, fuck, no one else is going to do this for me. And and yeah. now it's just like, you know, I have a good it, work ethic. A really good. Teaching. That was a really good teaching moment for you. Right. Yep. Like, what, what I think is the case that, is what that, you were that, saying, like, you know, we were born here. We are we, we are born. We're spoiled enough to where we think that you know, that we have it good enough. We're not worried about being killed every two seconds. We're not worried about being sold into slavery. We're not worried about where our next meal is going to come from, but we're disadvantaged enough to be to where people don't have that hunger enough to change it. And that's, you know, society's built this ways to make you, you, you happy. you you know, enough to do the things, but not enough to question it enough to change it. And so we're actually really privileged. And the reason why people are doing so bad is they have it better then the person who just came over who's been a slave his whole life, he's like, fuck, this is great. And then they end up becoming a millionaire because they're like, I'm never going to go back to that level of repression. We're spoiled enough to where broken America is. I still have a roof over my head um, and I still have a smartphone like that's broken America. Exactly. Yeah. Well, too, because like uh, I know so many people and I'm, I'm, I'm probably in that same category of like the paycheck to paycheck people. Um. And like whether or not you spend your money quote unquote correctly or not doesn't necessarily matter about how you spend your money. It's like you know that your paycheck is coming next week. You know that even if you spend all your money this week, that like next week you've got another thing. Like, yeah, you're in debt or whatever, but like, you know, you've got a job or you've got something. Like, I think too much of this country pays too much attention to like what job you have and values you that at that job. Like I can't tell you how many people like who talk about like, Hey, like we need to bring the wage up to $15 an hour. And they're like, Oh no. Like you say that like this, this like hospital worker is going to make the same as this fast food worker. I'm like, well, let's be very clear for a minute. Like the fast food worker works for somebody and their labor is devalued so much that the CEO makes like 4,000 more times money than he does. And the CEO basically just like watches over the whole thing, you know, it doesn't have to actually like do the same work, you know, like the, the, the people, like I, I'm just saying it's like when, when uh, Roosevelt or whatever made the 40 hour a week, like a thing, you know, like like it was it was basically just to kind of like level the playing field for Americans and be like, 
hey, if you work a job, you deserve to have a house and a home and a wife and all these things and whatever, you know, like that worked out pretty well for a good period of time, especially after the war killed off a lot of men and then the boomer generation happened. And then a lot of the boomers turned into what I'd like to call hypocrites, you know, like uh, back to the spoiled thing. Uh, my dad got rich or at least got more wealthy. Uh, he got into, we went from lower, uh, lower middle class to higher uh, middle class when I was in middle, when I was in high school. And when I went to college, my dad was like, you're just doing college. You're not doing anything else. I'm going to give you a, a, a paycheck. Basically, he, he gave me an allowance every week to basically just be in college. Uh, for for me, doing nothing else but just learning. And you say, do you think that helped you at all? Or do you think ultimately that's part of what held you back? <clears throat> I definitely think it held me back because what uh, during the height of the recession, I spent all the money that I had on going back to see my girlfriend at the time. Now, keep in mind, uh, when I was 19 to 21, I had a three-year-long relationship with a girl who ultimately joined me in college like uh but that relationship it kind of fell apart once i stopped getting that allowance and it was like the a lot of the thing that kept it together was the fact that i would spend 60 dollars 120 dollars a weekend because of how much gas it costs because this is when gas was like five dollars oh yeah it was ridiculous like four something yeah it was ridiculous at one point like and I didn't have the best vehicle like my dad gave me a Jeep Wrangler for Christmas in 2007 this was a it was a great Christmas gift I had it for nine years I I literally had a really great vehicle it was it was a zombie car it, it would die and then I'd resurrect it it was awesome but before I knew how awesome the car was um I'd fill that goddamn tank up with with gas and go to my hometown, not even to see my family or nothing, but to see my girlfriend at the time, who lived in my hometown. Because we wouldn't see each other throughout the week, but we'd see each other on the weekends. Because back in the day, you remember you remember Western, like it it was a suitcase school. You know, like and I would have had a probably better chance of meeting other people in college and learning more about people like at all if I didn't have the availability to go back to my home. Well, you, that is kind of actually, that, that's actually a really interesting point. And that's something I, I like to point out is it's like, we, we get, we'll, as I said, we get stuck in this happy enough, but not happy enough to change. But also we forget that when we do the same things over, we're recycling the same knowledge, the same conversations, nothing's going to give us opportunities if we don't update the amount of experiences. Like, you know, for instance, the other day, like I was literally stuck in, in a creative rut. I literally just moved myself into a different room and stared out a window in a place I normally don't sit just because I was like, oh, wow, this is a perspective I don't normally look at. And immediately I started triggering new thoughts because it was just as simple as changing the, the scenery. This is just a personal side towards relationships, I think. If you want to create a relationship that is lasting, you have to 
both be constantly for one on the same page, but two, like doing something within your dynamic that works out because I, I guess what had happened was I guess I got bored once I didn't have the means to like go see her all the time because she was at our college. She was, she was there. She, she chose to go to college well, at the same school. Well, that's a whole other, the worst thing. That, that's a whole other thing. Relationship dynamics. We could do, we could do a whole like 10 hour talk on that, but that, that that's oh, yeah, absolutely. definitely like the balance of, you know, what I, you know, how people are always like, I can't live without them or God, I can't stand them. It's like, what I think most people don't realize is that you, it's not that you absolutely have to have or can't have. It's like, you need to know the balance. Like some people need to know, like, okay, you're a two to yeah. three day a week kind of person. You're a once a week. It's like, you know, people, people also, if they live, you know, around each other 24 seven, what do you have to share with each other? It's like, oh, hey, I went to this. Oh yeah, you oh, were yeah. there. Oh, but I, oh yeah, you were there instead of being like, oh, you know, what exactly. you do this week, yeah. you know? Well, see, look, I, I agree. And, and part of the reason why I think I have that dynamic myself is because uh, for one, my parents are so independent and they are both together at the same time. I don't want to bring up too much. I want to circle back to why I brought this up was because of the availability and the, the, the spoiledness that I was feeling at the time. Like in so many ways, I was spoiled with having a good relationship throughout college up, up until the point where I decided to break it off. And then the worst thing that I ever did in that relationship. And, and again, we can deep dive into it much later about it, but for just, you know, the listeners and for you right now, like I want to make sure that you understand that like uh, when I broke this off of this woman, like we had been together for three years, I had been going and spending a whole lot of money to go see her. And now, now she was at my college. She was whatever, you know, like, I didn't know what to do. And so I decided, you know, let's try something new. And I broke it off. The worst thing that I ever did for her though. And it's actually the best thing because after like six or eight months, you know, like about the six month point, we, we were like, Hey, maybe we should try again or whatever. But like at the eight month point though, I realized that like there was another man in her arms. Like when there was another there was another man who had Al Stress arms for her. like to be honest, that man is still with her today. Like today. Like like the worst thing I ever did was thrust her in the arms of somebody that is more fit and more capable for her, who loves and respects her better. Like I really feel like if I'm gonna circle this back, like people just don't understand like how to treat people anymore because i think largely uh we have again circling back going back to the 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 schools and stuff it's like we we get stripped of our uniqueness we we get stripped of what makes us us you know like yes and you know the the, i was actually having a conversation with someone uh, earlier tonight or i guess it was yes technically yesterday because it's now the next morning but about about the whole concept it's like you you know, we, we about doing things that please people. We're, we're very tribal and like we want to make people happy. Mm-hmm. But if you're, if you don't, if you can, you have to figure out who you are. The quicker you can figure out who you are, what you do and don't like, what makes you passionate, the sooner <coughs> you'll be on the right vibration to where people around you are going to, you don't have, are naturally doing the same thing. You'll find the right people to be around. You'll find stuff that inspires you. You'll end up doing work that you're happy to do. The problem is like, you know, people get stuck in that situation of being happy enough 
to where they don't have any reason to really go and, 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 you know, I got to get out of this shit, man. I got to go do something more. And so it's like, as you said, paycheck to paycheck. uh, When it comes down to it, like, and maybe this, this can tie into like a little bit of race relations as well Is like, we all have to have a community that we accept and we enjoy and we like. You know what I mean? Like uh, a community. Uh, one of the other things that I've also recognized, and this, as you were saying, tribalism, this is what spawned this thought, was that uh, there aren't that many, or th- there haven't been very many, like, coming to be, you know, like coming to, like, okay, so you and I are cis white males, but we chose to be males, and we are males. We were born with the male genitalia, right? Like, we're both males, right? Was there ever a point in your life, Dan, that, like, you were told that you're a man? Or did you just have to figure it out by yourself? Well, when it comes to the concept of gender, like, that's a whole other discussion. Because, like, to me, I feel like... Well, yeah, but I... Specifically, more about you, like just like I know the concept. We'll, we'll talk I, about the concept on another to podcast. Me, like, like I, I found, I found the whole concept of gender like ridiculous in the first place. Like people, like when it comes to man or female, I honestly don't. I feel like you, you can have a vagina and not vagina, multiple genitals. To me, it's like, uh, gender, gender Same. is like personality. It's like some people are gonna like chocolate ice cream. Some people are gonna have a preference for vanilla. I, I think gender is so yeah. irrelevant. Like, so I don't, I don't have identity issues. Oh, people say, half the people who meet me think I'm gay. A lot of people say that I'm really dainty and feminine. And, <laughs> and some people say that I'm like manly, but feminine. I'm like, I don't care. It's like, to me, I'm just yeah, but, a Dan who loves pink and, you know, cute bunnies and dude, yeah. things. I'm literally wearing pink underwear right now. And I love that shit. Dude. It's, it's, it's a good color. But like the reason why I asked this was like, uh, was there ever was there ever a moment in your life uh, where you had like a ceremony of sorts, uh, or like a or like a like your your dad or your mom or or like a brother or a sister or somebody, and you felt like yeah, this is this is like me becoming a man, you know? Like I I nobody wanted me. I lived with like a different family like every year for like ten years. I I was in like kind of like a foster program like. I, every year I feel like I lived with a different culture and different family with different values. So like I didn't have an identity. So like, I still feel like I, I, I had to make an identity, I guess. Cause like, I didn't have a history that I felt like I could rely to go back to. You know what? That's, that's admirable. That's really awesome that you said that because uh, one of the things in my life, and, and I'm going to be honest with you as well, is uh, when I was about four, maybe five years ago, I was working at a coffee shop. Uh, coffee shops no longer there anymore, but it was named Jungle Java. It was pretty all right. It was cool. Uh, one of the owners actually, like, you know, kind of took me to the side a little bit. And was like, you know what, Daniel? He was he was like a little bit older. Than, he was a lot older than me, but like not too much. He was like early forties, maybe or something, maybe late thirties. When I was like twenty six. And hello. Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, you're about twenty six. You said you're about twenty six. Yeah, I was. About, I'm probably about twenty six years old. He, and he he brought me aside. Was like, Daniel, you know what? You know what's going on is like the the reason why you feel the way that you do is because it was 
there was no like coming to terms with you. You know, like there was no like handing the torch off. You know, like and I, and I kind of feel that way. Uh, like I feel like he saw that in me, like at an early age. Like, and and I I still think twenty six is early, but like, like when it comes down to it. Uh, our generation, Daniel, you and I, uh, the the generation before us, and especially the generation after us, there there hasn't really been like a passing of the torch. Oh, I agree. We don't have we don't have a coming of age ceremony at all. You know. Yeah, like 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 uh like with with the Olympics, like one of the biggest ceremonies with the Olympics is like whenever they run the lit torch from one end of the area to the other. The reason why they do that. For like two thousand years is because it it's like the highlight of human achievement. You know, you took a, a lit flame from one area and you lit something on another area, and then since we invented uh, fireworks, we blow fireworks whenever it happens. But like, it's it's part of the celebration. It's part of the celebration that we are intrinsically aligned with. Which you know, that's a super like, good point. Is actually like, this is why religion is. And, you know, has had such a, a long standing reign is that the, the ritual that happens in religion, people like ritual. There's something about ritual that makes it very <clears throat> real. And you're right. It's like we have this oh, yeah. big ritual when it comes to like religion or even like government. But it's like when it comes to adulthood, you're just like, hey, you're 18 now. Congrats. And so you get a bunch of 20 year olds yep. who act like they're 12. And in other cultures, like, you know, when you go through puberty, you're considered an adult in some cultures. And they're over there like hunting for the f- village's food. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but like at least at least if you're hunting for the village's food, you understand that that's a role that you are now taking. Like, uh, I feel as though a lot of the major trappings of like the military in America is is basically like you know, what's what's that? Every single time that there's a '70s movie or a movie set in the '70s, they play that one song like uh, "Fortunate Son." You know, I ain't no fortunate son. You know, I ain't no senator's son. All that bullshit. Like, they play that one song. Like, duh, duh, duh. you know, like, you know that one song. I think I do know. Uh, uh, give me, give me some lyrics, because there's. Uh, I, I'm not the fortunate one. I'm not no senator's son. Uh, I'll look it up. I'll look it up later. It, I'm sure I've heard it a million it, times. Yeah, no, like literally, if 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 a '70s song is playing and they're like flying a helicopter over fucking Vietnam, that song is playing. Okay. The the point is the lyrics definitely haven't changed in the sixty years or or fifty years since the '70s. Like when it comes down to it, it's like uh, if if you're if you're someone of privilege and someone who's made money, you can prevent your child from going to war. You know, like uh, think think about the lyrics of of uh, of, of a more recent song, uh, "System of a Down." You remember "System of a Down"? Oh yeah, of course. Our favorite yeah, Armenians. That's, 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 dude, they're they're the best. Um, you know, it's like why don't presidents fight the war? Why do they always send the poor? Same same lyrics, just different just different genre, basically. It's like why don't the presidents fight the poor? Why do they only send the poor? They only send the poor because of the ruling class. Like uh to send the poor to war involves uh, a ruling class. Like 
I, I'm, I'm of the belief that we need a ruling class. You know, like, like I definitely think that there are smarter people than me. But at the same stretch of breath, like, I don't necessarily think that I'm someone who is so less than those smart people that I deserve to not have a life for myself. Like, like uh... Well, well to, you know, this, this come... is sort of like a big... This kind of dwells into the concept of psychology, you know, how we were talking about that. I think the numbers, after like 100 people or something... You're unable to start keeping track of like names and stuff. And then once you stop keeping track of names, oh, yeah. it loses its identity. So like a lot of these villages where everybody kind of serves a role and it's a quality, everybody knows each other's names yeah. and we, we haven't updated our political systems and ethics. Like we all, oh, all yeah. of them existed before when we had a billion people. Now we have almost eight and we haven't updated them. And yet we still, we yeah, still think that we well, can function in the same way. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, I know this, I actually do know this. I did read those books, circling back to the books that I read. I was trying to get this, get here at some point, but you know the 80-20 principle? No, yeah, 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 yeah. I was actually uh, taught, yeah, the other day I was. Like this principle? You basically like, you, you're you going to get um, 80% of your, your, your benefit is in 20% of your work or whatever. It's, yeah, basically, yeah. So in so many forms and so many ways, and and uh, part of the reason why capitalism has failed us, going back to that point, is the fact that less than one, less than one percent has all the wealth. Yeah, you know, it's like like we live in a global world right now. Like like the people who are like conspiracy theorists and think they're like, oh, we're we're going to a new world order. It was like, listen, the new world order has already happened. About, yeah, sorry. They think you only record for an hour, and then we, you literally had 20 seconds before you were about to be cut off. <laughs> you know, honestly, I didn't realize the app was still limited, but also, also it took us like fucking 30 minutes for us to get the first thing started. I'm, I'm really I actually happy. think that's I, a good idea because, like, if it doesn't, if it doesn't stop recording, I wonder how many people, like, on other apps, like, forget that they're recording or something and then, like, end up recording something they shouldn't. Yeah, I, mean, I, can, I can imagine. Yeah, like, uh, Honestly, Dennis, it's been so good to talk to you, man. Like it's been so it's been so good because uh I think just like just being able to get stuff off your chest, you know, is it's like a really fantastic thing. Uh, this alone, like sort of going back to once again we're coming back to full circle, is it like you know, one of the things I a whole reason I do this type of stuff in the first place is because, you know, I do some podcasts and everything from like the psychotronic universe to tarot cards, to martial arts, is that, you know, every, you know, I was saying about everybody's a genius, it's just that most people don't get to figure it out, is that every last field that exists in anything, there's somebody who's really proficient at what they do, like the best of the best, and that person was lucky enough to find their calling. Every one of us has that thing, and but we're taught to you, this is how you have to do things, and yeah. you know, being able to talk like this is part of how you find that inspiration, because it's like you delve into these places and you're, you're uncovering stuff along the way, even stuff that you've already said before or heard before. It's like hearing it again with the right people talking. It's like you can hear the message 10 times, but sometimes it's that's 11th way in the same in a different manner that ends up being the thing you needed. You're like, oh, fuck, that's what that's it the whole time. Jesus. Yeah. So uh, there was this book that I read a long time ago, uh, probably about a decade ago, uh, called Click. And it talked about how uh, people click with each other and how it's much better that we do click with each other. And uh, the idea was how people 
It, okay, so the, the book started off with like uh, this man and woman who literally met in a boardroom once, like they were at competing companies or whatever, were in a boardroom. They met once, they got married that night, and like they've been together ever since. They just clicked immediately, you know? Uh, the rest of the book went on to describe more about how people click. Uh, a couple different examples that they brought up was uh, how, uh, like, there was this basketball team that the, the uh, they were all, like, all the new freshmen that came in, they all got put in the same, like, dorm room. And that year alone, they won all the fucking championships. Uh, they all got picked up by different, like, NBA teams or whatever. And when they all separated, they were all not as good. Um, yes. So there was a, a couple different things that was brought up in that book as well about how people click and other things. Again, the book was called Click. I would love to be able to bring it up, but I have not been able to find it again. I lost that book like a while ago in like a different move or something. But like, what's it never... called again? The what? It's just, it's the book. The book is called Click. The book is called Click. Okay. Click. Click like like click. like like the Adam Sandler film Click, but it's not based off of that at all. It's 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 like more of a psychology book, um, and like it went over a whole lot of different aspects about how people click, why people click, and what's the importance of clicking in general. Um, it's it's definitely informed a lot of my life and how I try to ascribe myself towards other people and. One of the few things that I've learned about it is like uh, ultimately like when communities run as communities, they they are all paying attention to each other. They're all good. But like if you look at how like uh, well, if you look at like uh, like social engineering, like how people like one of the one of the biggest mistakes we've ever done in in our generations not not our generation but the generations that we grew up to live in is is redlining you know because uh that helped to separate race and further uh separate um different like ways of growing up and and keep people impoverished who should be impoverished um ultimately it, within our lifetime i definitely this is one of my biggest hopes and my biggest optimism is that like within our lifetime, we will, we as people uh, will see the greatest uplifting out of poverty for the world. Like, like if the, if whatever the conspiracy theorists think the new world order is going to be, it's not what they think it's going to be. In my opinion, it's going to be improving and, and bring impoverished people out of their impoverished lands. Because let's be very clear, we've got like maybe tops eight years before global warming will like quite literally fuck everything up. So, you know, we've got a little bit of a time limit, but I'm I'm very certain that uh, within our lifetime, we will see people get brought up outside of their impoverished place that they were grown up in. And, and like very hopefully we will collectively understand it enough and uh i just get very upset with uh life as it is currently because of the the pressures and societal weight that we put on you know just surviving living going back to the paycheck to paycheck thing like there are so many there are so many geniuses 
that are living paycheck to paycheck that could probably cure cancer, you know? Yeah, yeah, but the, but also it's like if you you know one thing that's that that you know if you I, I spend a lot of time uh, listening to videos of like you know what makes successful people successful and it's like you know like you know, you know this is an interesting example you to two richest people I think in the country you got Bill Gates and Warren Buffett Warren yeah. Buffett reads like three to five hours every day and Bill Gates reads like a book a week it's like they're constantly learning and so it's like what I noticed with a lot of my friends that. Um, is that they don't, they're, they're like, man, I have a shitty job. They come home, but like they smoke pot, play video games. And I'm like, when was the last time you just took time to like learn something new? It's like, look, I, I don't want, you know, it's like a lot of 90% of the knowledge that I know, I didn't learn at college. I didn't learn at school. It's yeah, when I let, take, you know, yeah, Danny, let's be, let's be very clear as well. Like literally every, every single human alive today knows more in their general like life like like learns more in one day today than than Einstein did in his life like Einstein was very proficient at learning exactly what he learned like by like honing all of his efforts into learning that one thing he was very good at it but like let if you were to ask Einstein about TikTok or like the newest TikTok trend like he would have no idea let's be He probably say it's all relative I mean, it is yes. That's very clever. That's so that's, that's so fucking clever, dude. That's, but that's the point. That it's a very relative thing. Like, like uh, that's the thing. It's like we do live in such a very. It's more vapid than anything, but like it's it's a it's a vapid world devoid of community. That's that's striving for community. Like, there's no wonder all these kids are growing up depressed and got the ADHD and all that other bullshit. It's because like quite literally like there's not a big war that we all have to fight for there's not a big thing like the biggest war we have to fight for is the one of our own minds and our own uniqueness and it's been robbed from us already you know so well you know you know the the whole you know the the two like major dystopian books that you know we got brave new world in 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 1984 you know uh orwell was thought that we'd be in a society where all information would be restricted and that we would all sort of be whitewashed, kind of like you know that the movie Equilibrium. But yep. uh, yeah, or, right. uh, basically, uh, with the the opposite was true. Huxley was right in the sense that oh, the truth will be there. It's just that people are going to be so saturated with information that you won't be able to know the truth from from fiction, and people will be be sedated. And it's true. Like everybody's got. Did, uh, if you watch that uh, thing they did on Netflix, the the one on social media, it's no, like I, I saw that one. I, I think I thought that one had a little bit more of an agenda than it needed to have, but like, yeah, like. like but, but it's true that we we're so con- we're so focused on like how much time. Uh, if you everybody checked their phone and saw how much time we do on social media in this, imagine if you took that time and actually took it to like learn, like just l- randomly learn something. It's yeah, like well, it, I, mean, I, I agree. No, listen, Daddy, I agree. I one hundred percent. I agree. But like, as as a person born, like like on the phone and having the phone and basically the phone is one of my only few lifelines that have kept me from killing myself sort of thing. Like, like, and again, I say that very lightly because I only thought that once and that's what caused me to move and everything. Like I, 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 again, I take it very seriously if, if anybody ever thinks that way, but it's like, you're not wrong in the sense that Huxley wasn't wrong in the sense that like, like it, we are in a very saturated market, but like as far as supply and demand goes, the biggest demand right now is to to command attention to community and 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 uh and like real world things like 
And we are very close to fascism. We were almost very close to fascism these past four years. Like, and, and like literally, yes, like we did just vote in uh, the guy who made the crime bill in 1994 happen. But like, let's be very clear for a minute. That old grandpa fuck that we just voted in is better than fascism. And the next fascist leader that's going to get voted into power is going to be a lot smarter. The thing is, we collectively have to be a lot more smarter as well. And and uh, ultimately, when it comes down to it, well, yes, if we took the time to 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 do more for ourselves, then we would actually be better and know better. And we we all tip, we all have that like knowledge and that way of being, but like part of the human experience, part of the real realness of life is the fact that like we have to know that we are going to be respected and regarded and and, and we haven't built that for ourselves. Like, there's there's really much there's really not a whole lot of community uh for everybody to feel good in their field. Like it like I just don't get it. Like I really don't get it. I, I get it but I don't get it. Like uh, don't go up to people and disrespect them unless, like, you know that, for one, either A, you're right, uh, which is very difficult to prove in a court of law in, in any sort of sense of the word, because right is very intrinsically up to a lot of other people other than you. But, like, if you're getting in somebody's face, if you're if you're getting in somebody's face, if you're really that angry at somebody else and you really do want to fight them, then you have to be prepared for what they can do back to you, right? Like that's part of the fight logic, right? Like, am I am I wrong in feeling that way? No, no, you 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 should you know, and, and a lot of that comes from people thinking that you can get away with certain things. Like, you 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 got to be careful. Don't don't pick a don't pick a fight with a rattlesnake if you're not ready to get bit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think I think uh, that is a very simple cliche that I think we've been using. For a very long period of time, since rattlesnakes and humans have been fighting each other over time, and but like, I, I feel like there are too many children, and I, I'm going to use the word children because uh, it doesn't matter how old you are, you are still a child if you if you don't recognize certain cliches for what they are. Like, cliches are cliches for a reason. They might be like redundant and overused, but like they're redundant. They're, they stem in truth, like. You know, it's, when you fight somebody, it's very easy to remember, like, how quickly it rose, and then it typically falls quickly if you lost, but... Well, go, that, that's something I want to interject in there. Um, the, the, you know, it's one thing I've been, I've been actually been kind of a really big kick on for probably about a year and a half now, just like it, it ends up with everything I think about, mm-hmm. is that... W- w- We've become so, and the thing is, what I've noticed is like on both sides, like the, 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 the liberal side has been trying to get people to be open-minded. And, but what's a lot of times what's happened is they've gone so far that people end up becoming more closed-minded than the conservatives. And I think a lot of things have to do with like our language, like that we, that we're so egocentric that we think that what we're saying means the same thing to someone else. Like when someone's like, how could, you know, why don't you believe this? Why do you believe this? And it's like, well, when you say that symbol, whenever you say a word, a symbol or a visual gets put in your brain. And so a sentence is basically a collection of these images put together to, to create, you know, a sentence or create some sort of uh, logical uh, c- connection between concepts. 
And the problem is what the symbol means to each person is different. I could tell you that I'm thinking of a, of a boat that's four feet by three feet. And it's, I could really describe it in detail. And the image that would pop in your head would still be different than mine. And that's at the most basic level. Now, when we talk about like certain things like freedom and value and like people, people's interpret uh, definitions in their head are so drastically different that, you know, you, you, someone doesn't know that you may be offending them more so, or someone thinks that they're not doing something or somebody thinks they're doing something worse and they're not. It's like, instead of asking each other, well, what does that mean when you say that? Right. We just assume that we know. And so everybody's, it's a bunch of people running around and there's almost like this doubled arrogance with people like, well, you, you know, people are calling each other Nazis and stuff. I'm like, you don't even know what, you haven't even asked that person what they, what, what they think when they voted for this person or, in other words, people make up a lot of assumptions instead of actually asking the other side. And that's why there's such a big divide because everyone assumes they know what the other person's about instead of just asking them, hey, when you do that, what do you mean by that? And some people just are racist. And some people just suck. Oh, yeah. But a lot of people are, are, are assumed to be bad people when, you know, they're, they're, you, you, no one never took the time to ask them, well, when you hear that word, what does that mean to you? And, but the people don't do that. So it, it's, it's, I feel like there's this almost like this, uh, the social justice arrogance or this political arrogance on every side of the coin of just like, I know what you're thinking and it's wrong as opposed to, I actually haven't asked you what you're thinking or what you mean. And, you know, violence comes, I think violence often comes from miscommunication and people. Absolutely. um, Absolutely. They emotionally tie themselves to their beliefs. And so when someone else says a word and it's offensive, it's like, I mean, everyone's like, well, isn't there an objective moral truth? I'm like, eh, sort of, but not really, because it's like, let's say that you were in captivity your entire life up until the age of 18. And the first thing you saw on the day of your freedom was it was a bowl full of apples on the table for the rest of your life. uh, Apples would be like a symbol of freedom. Now, imagine if an apple was uh, always on the floor every day you got raped. And so anytime you saw an apple, you'd be like, oh, God, torture. Same exact objective thing two entirely different interpretations of what it means by the way super extreme examples but i i I totally understand what you mean like uh well these are super extreme examples the reason why i say that though is that i have an unnatural fear of quiche and it's because i'm i i I was i was molested and i remember quiche being in the thing so i love cheese but whenever i see quiche i automatically like i'm like triggered and it took me like 20 something years to figure out that 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 you know quiche rate me is the joke i feel feel bad for laughing but still like uh oh no laugh no 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 like it's it's so shitty that it's kind of funny it's just like and but the thing is somebody who's you know brings quiche and is like yeah look at this quiche and they're like later the whole time they don't know i'm like oh my god i'm being tortured right now Mm -hmm. and the other person doesn't know you know and someone be like why the hell dude don't you know that like quiche killed his family or you know quiche rate you know and people like oh fuck you know, but it's not that person's fault that it doesn't have, it doesn't mean the same right, symbol. So, to circle so, back, to cir- let's circle back for a second. I want to circle back for a second because you brought up a really good point. Um, and and I think part of what can help correct what you just said is like the train of thought is is community. Um, one of the things that I read in the book, I can't remember if it's the Click book or it's the uh, other book, uh, the Tipping Point. I think that that was the other book I read, The Tipping Point. Um, one of the things that I learned in that book as well, and again, it might have been disproven, I don't know anymore, but like reading the book really helped to kind of put into place a lot of what I believe and trust right now. Um, 
is how um, okay, think of a family dynamic for a second. Um, like typically, you got your man is the your man and your, your wife, you're the husband and wife. Man's typically the breadwinner. Woman's typically the uh, the 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 child rearer. And uh, whether or not that's like typical. Well, I mean, technically, the woman's always the child bearer because a man can't technically. Yeah, we, yeah like, we're we're gonna we're gonna be a little bit. But you mean limited to only being the child bearer, as opposed to being able to be an independent woman that doesn't have to. Right. Yeah, we're being hyperbolic right here. We're being like traditional, like just for, for sake of the example, you know, just hypothetical, right? You know, you got a man. Gotta love the hyperbolic time chamber to allow Goku to Dude, get strong I enough. Swear to God, DBZ, DBS, times in our lives we inadvertently become codependent on somebody else to do something for us you know like uh, um, like having an assistant or having a girlfriend or having a boyfriend or, or having a something else or whatever you know at some point in time we will you will feel really comfortable in our lives because we've got a good chain of command we've got a whole bunch of people that are around us that take care of us or we take care of them in so many ways. But then if somebody dies or if somebody's not there anymore, if that chain of whatever is not dealt with and we have to do it for ourselves, we might find ourselves not very well adept at doing it. Which is capitalism's argument is that, and you know, is that, you know, you, if there's someone always does the thing for it, you know, the whole teach a man to fish mm-hmm. thing. So the, the, so the one system is what you were talking about. Like, if somebody dies, then the, and you don't know how to do that role, you're fucked. And, but on the opposite end, too hardcore capitalism, it's like, you got to learn this, but if you don't take the time to teach somebody, then how are they going to learn either? So it's like the balance is, hey, I'll take time to teach this if you learn to take care of yourself once I do. Well, I think I think a lot of the capitalism thing, though, is, is, in, is not necessarily like teaching everybody. I think that was the case. Like that was when we had apprenticeships and that's when you could have an internship and not get paid and be okay. Like there was a whole lot of like the back. Well, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying they're both wrong. It's like that. What the, the key, the key is in a socialist or capital society. It's, it's a blend. Well, yeah. Cause it's like, I think that you can find a way to keep i I'm actually working on a really complex plan on how we can have both the profit motive and the basic uh, living system at the same time. Well, that's a really interesting concept because I mean, I think I can help you with it because I think honestly, when it comes down to it, uh, most people aren't necessarily driven by profit. They have to be taught what profit is and whatnot. Uh, that being said though, if you just taught somebody that like, Hey, um, this person deserves a home and this person also deserves to eat you know you deserve a home and you deserve to eat like isn't that like basically what you want as well like i think they're like yeah 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 absolutely like i think innovation comes from finding a niche where there is none you know like and i think people are just literally looking for their place in society like and they're, they're looking, they're looking for their place in their community, but like part of what has happened when we opened up travel, and we opened up the roadways, and we opened up like cars, and we opened up money, like in America at least, it's like, look, like you can make $4,000 a year and be okay in literally one specific place. 
or if you're a specific agency, or if you have a specific like property, which is like related to uh, the people that you know. Like, uh, how how often are the butt of jokes towards the the Chads and the Trevors, whose dads own a dealership or something? You know, like they're like <laughs> you know, like there, there's this like typical. There's this like typical person that you can imagine who has had nothing but luxury their entire life, you know. But and those and a lot of those those types of people aren't necessarily bad people, but but like would they tip like three dollars on the seventy dollar bar tab? It's like, yeah, they can definitely go fuck themselves, you know, like. We have equated money towards worth, and we have also equated a whole lot of businesses and industries with like being paid what you're worth. You know. Well, the the thing is, like for instance, what what you know, what I was talking about earlier about uh, you know, when I was playing the game of Monopoly, or we'll call it regular society, oh, yeah. I was getting, I was getting screwed over, making the same amount. When I was just like, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like, think about it. You know, the, the, what I was saying with the example of a fantasy football, that person was probably like, you know what? Why am I going and working for other people trying to get better at, you know, metaphorically, better at the game of Monopoly when I don't even have to play Monopoly? Mm-hmm. I can still play business, but I'm going to invent an entirely different game, and I'm going to make more than them, and I'm going to do it by just tweaking a system that already exists. We, as I said, encouraging people to find themselves because then you can find the thing that you can offer society. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, let, they, let, the, let's say, I, I agree with your, I feel like I agree with what you're saying, but like at the same stretch of breath, like if I wanted to create another game, I would just create a cult and I would literally create. Well, I mean, that's an option too. Some people do that. I yeah. Mean, like, like, but uh, like cult of keep, like the, a lot of the issues with that though is, is, uh, just in general it's like it's 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 not meant or developed for everybody like uh we i don't know how, how to say it's like right it's, it's very di- what i was saying, yeah what I was, let me finish what you have to say you finish what you have to say i'll remember what i have to say Come on, okay out. yeah what i was just i was gonna say is that like finding your skill it, it's like i know so many people that are that were that aren't what even business associative, but they're really good at arts and crafts. But they 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 actually took some time to like. I actually was like, hey, read this a little bit. Tell me what you think of this. And I introduced them to the e uh, e myth revisited an e myth, mm-hmm. and it, you know, talking about hey, a lot of people who are good at doing this try to start their own business, but all they end up doing is working harder. I'm like, why don't you read this and understand a way to that you're good at this? I can help you find a way to 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 turn this into a business. And now she, you know, she makes bank, but she hated, she hated doing regular crappy work. It didn't work for her, but she had a skill. And I was like, here's how you make your talent work in utilizing the society without having to necessarily be in the same society's clutches. Well, no, I mean, that sounds great, Noel, but like, if, if I've, if I've heard, any, if I've heard anything, it, it definitely seems anecdotal as well, because uh, part of the reason what keeps people clutching to their, uh, to their own, like impoverished state is that they do love where they live. They do love who they know. And like a lot of, a lot of getting out of that is a very selfish thing. And as much as nepotism exists, as much as like, uh, 
sociopaths and, and narcissists exist. Like, there's only a few amount of them out there that exist, and, and most people don't want to escape where they live uh, just just for a selfish ambition. Like, a lot of people don't have anything unless they have their friends or their parents. But, you know, what I will say, you know, going, the thing, though, is it's like people are thinking the – for the record, I don't know if you've noticed, I've literally played devil's advocate to everything you've said this entire conversation. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, 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 I continue to want to elaborate because it's a really fantastic uh, – You know, one, yeah. one, one argument, though, and because uh, the thing is, like, I, I do – with my conservative friends, I drive them crazy by arguing liberal points all the time. I'm more <laughs> friends i always argue conservative points and it just drives everybody up the wall but i'm I'm here to not just challenge you but challenge myself challenge the world but but, you know if you think about it everybody would still be living in you know caves somebody went and go went and went you know know what i'm gonna take my day's time you guys you know sit there and you know do whatever you're doing i'm gonna go and find a way to get this tree on the ground and I'm going to stack a bunch of these and put a thing over it. Now, and we're going to call this a house sure. and it's like, okay, cool. But that house didn't just appear. Somebody took the time to go ahead and do it and whatever. And, uh, and so well, yeah. someone's like, well, we're hungry. It's like, well, the food's not going to, it's like, okay, well, one of I guess I'll go fish and hopefully I'll catch something. And then someone's like, well, I don't know what to do with it. Then it's like, well, I can cook stuff. So it's like, yeah. you know, everybody has a skill to offer. Absolutely. And I think that the problem now is it's like, you know, for instance, like I like to help people out, but the one per- type of person I will never help out is someone that feels like they're entitled. Uh, it's like I can't stand that type of person because I'm like, you realize that it's like the mo- money. I don't see money as like uh, uh, just r- money. I, I see it as like, OK, this is the amount of effort. Somebody's given up their hours to make something and you just want. the. It's, it's a tool. It's, it's, a, it's a mathematical tool that helps us create what we've known already as society like uh so yeah like like i think the only difference from what you're saying and what i want to say i don't think there's much difference because you've definitely done a fair amount of being the devil's advocate but uh when i grew up in a world where like you know like back to the future hadn't happened yet uh like it was 2015 five years ago you know what i mean like Basically, we live in a world where we have excess and we still have impoverished people. And those two things, like, as a devil's advocate, shouldn't exist at the same time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like there shouldn't be 40% of, 40% of the food that's produced being wasted. And then, like... I agree with then, that. like, a billion people starving to death every year. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, it just I, doesn't make any sense, logistically speaking, especially too, because as you and I have both described, everybody does have a purpose. Everybody does have something that they're talented at, and even if they're not talented at, they can do the like off work and the the whole like you know whatever work, the office work or something, you know. And even the people in the office jobs or whatever, they can they can do something. They you can pick up a shovel and dig a tree and make make something happen, you know. But like. One of the biggest issues is the lack of organization and the and the unequal distribution of of not only tasks of labor but the distribution of wealth. Because part of the distribution of wealth involves people having like wealth in terms of like like 
like community, people that they like, people that they're around, people that they can tolerate, like. But how how much of this do you think, like, if you're being, like, completely fair and objective, like, yeah. how many times is someone being like they haven't really had a, a fair chance actually taking the extra time? Like, for instance, the reason why I ask is I've asked a lot of, like, business owners who are multimillionaires, and I'm like, you know, what is it about this, you know, this person? Why didn't you hire this person? Or why isn't this person getting paid more? And, and it's like, and I, that was like, don't you think it's fair that they get paid more? And it's like, and he's like, I had nothing to do with the fact that, you know, the, the, this guy thinks he should be paid more. It's just like the other guy went and talked to me afterwards. Like, well, what do I need to be doing to make more? It's like, what do you, you know, actually took the time to get to know me? You know, they want me to see them as a person that deserves income. But no, everyone just sees me as just some random rich boss and not, it doesn't give me credit for hard work, but doesn't take time to get to know me. Like, I'm the bad guy. It's like, where, where's that person taking the extra five minutes to 30 minutes to actually come and talk to me at all? It's like everyone's expecting and entitled, but no one's actually like treating the other person as a human too. Well, see, and it's I, again, like a lot like, of the a lot of the. Te- I want to play devil's advocate for you as well for that for that sentence as well because it's like uh, there there does come a t- there does come a time when a business owner has to separate themselves from the business that they own, and they do become just an employer and something else. They they are basically somebody who employs other people. And they don't always have to talk to everybody that they employ. You know, there always comes a point in time where that happens. And like, depends on how small or large the business happens. And you were bringing up the multimillionaires that you met and know. And why does somebody get paid more or less than somebody else? Well, it is, yes, up to their discretion. But um, at what point, at what point is it the employee's you know, like, at what, at what point does the employees have to, like, basically beg this employer for more money? Like, are they not worth enough by being employees of this person, making this person money? Like, because, again, like, at some point in time, like, in order to make millions of dollars, you're not doing it by yourself. And when you're not doing it by yourself, like, yeah, some people deserve more than others. And obviously you deserve most of it because you're the one that created everything. But well, look, so look, look at, look at someone like, um, look at someone like Conor McGregor real quick. Like Conor McGregor, you know, jumped the pecking order in fighting because he was like, Hey, here's why I deserve the title shot. You should give it to me. Look at me. And so he started to get the people to want it and he, you know, and other people. And then, you know, he went and got it, put the time in it. it, It's like, uh, I'll give you an example. For instance, I'm a business owner. And I teach martial arts yep. um, and I, some of my students, uh, I made a rule that I will never let money be the issue of why somebody trains or not. And I had somebody who literally was like below in their payment and they're like, I can't afford to train. I was like, dude, I, if you show up at this time, I will teach you for free. And just at, maybe just bring me a meal occasionally if you have some extra and just maybe just feed me what you can. And, you know, I had this with a couple of people. I had one guy that trained with me. Um, and he lost, ended up losing 50 something pounds. He got better. I had another guy though, that just stopped, didn't really show up, kept making excuses. And I was like, okay, his problem isn't that he's, he's not being treated fairly. He's just lazy Sure. because I get, I offered to him for free. And he was just like, and, and all of a sudden he just couldn't do it because it was like, oh, he just didn't, he, he didn't want anything enough to get, you know, even though I gave him the opportunity to do it for free. Absolutely. Yeah. And well, that's, that's so bad, you know, and that's bound to happen. Inevitably, oh, so that's why we need a system that's both stuff. Like, you know, like it's bound to happen eventually. 
that happens on both sides. So like, you know, you get one side clamoring, we need this and the other side clamoring, we need that. I'm like, we need both. We need a system that allows you, if you just want to do nothing for your days, you could, that you still get like, you know, a certain amount of food every month. You get a, a place that you can stay, maybe small, but you get it for free. And that way you can just kind of sit there and just plop. And then there's somebody else who's like, you know what? I've been plopping for a little bit. I'm finally rested up. I want to not plop as much. And then they can go ahead and try to, but you need both systems to exist. So that way the people who want to plop can plop and there's nothing wrong with plopping. If you just want to be, if you just want to plop, um, that's fine. And there's some people that are like, you know what? I'm tired of just being a plopper. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I was from firsthand experience. I remember, I will never forget this. I was sleeping on Loafer's bench in Highlands. My senior year of high school, I had a giant sack with a, it was like one of those old cartoons where, you know, they have the blanket full of shit on a stick and they're walking the, (laughs) that was me, dude. I I literally would carry my shit in a sack and I would sleep on the, the bench up, uptown. I would wake up and then go to the rec park to shower. And then I would go to school and everyone's like, you live anywhere? I'm like, nope, just on a bench. And, you know, I had no dollars to my name. And, you know, I remember, I remember the first 70 I made. I remember turning 70 to 110, 110 to 180. And then, and I was just, I was just like, I remember starting with nothing, but I, I did it with 50 bucks. And so I always tell people, I'm like, do you have $50? Like, well, uh, yeah, I guess. I'm like, I'm like, if you quit smoking cigarettes for one month, you would have the money you needed to start a, uh, start a business. And, you know, I, I've, I've gotten some people started on it and other people, it's just, the problem is people don't want to admit how much of their own, own stuff is laziness. And, you know, some of it, so, and, that, and that's not the case all the time. Cause there's a bunch of, there's a woman I know who's works 60 hours a week, has to take care of kids and she deserves more, but she gets fucked over. Cause I have a buddy who also smokes pot all day and he gets shrimp dinners while he plays video games. Cause he found a loophole in the system. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I think it, I think that's part of the reason why I try to scream uh, the, the unequal distribution of money and labor has has undone us all. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, you know, I think we're moving in a good direction, but one of the downsides to the good direction I'm moving into is that like a lot of the major appeal of like let's say civil rights for gays trans blacks whites whatever like uh a lot of the civil liberties that we're gaining is largely because of corporate appeal and and somebody in a corporation realized that like hey we just ran the numbers and if we just say that we accept these people then we'll make a lot more money than if we keep hating them because of our morals you know or or whatever they ascribe to think their morals are and like I worry about the generation that's to come because of how well the the corporate ladder will sway people's opinion uh, because of how quickly money has become like do or die or, or how you survive and uh, ultimately like when I talk about the distribution of wealth it's it's not the distribution of wealth that would make somebody lazy, but the distribution of wealth that would encourage somebody to find their place in the You know, because for one, I know I can work. I know I'm very good at working. I'm very good at working, but uh, because of a lot of different situations after I graduated college 
the jobs that I worked at didn't keep me hired. So every time that I left a job or got fired from a job or something, I basically ran out of money to survive. And I had to literally take whatever I could, which would always start me back at zero. And I would work my way up to the point. Everybody still liked me. Everything was fine. But then there was always something that happened where I couldn't stay there long enough for me to like build up a savings which prevented me from it's again anecdotal but it did help inform how easy it is for a lot of people to slip and how easy it is for people to misjudge uh, and how the opinions of the population can literally just sway like really easily like People think they're better than other people for no reasons at all. You know, like, no reasons at all. And, and uh, The concept of, like, a credit score, the concept of, like, uh, having equity or whatever, it's like, there, there are literally... That's something that should be taught in school sooner is the importance of a credit score. Oh. Like, because that, that limits your ability to do anything. You could have a million dollars cash and they still wouldn't care because you got no credit. <laughs> well, I would rather have a million dollars cash and, and no credit than not have a million dollars and no credit. But, like, nevertheless, like, you're not wrong. Like, it definitely does need to be instructed earlier. Like, if it's going to be such an integral part of our lives as adults, why hasn't that been taught? Like, again, we'll circling back to the conversation that we were having about like growing up in school a lot of school what they what it does regardless of whether it meant to or not you know like i definitely think that most of the teachers that taught me wanted me to be a good person and wanted me to live and be well but had to abide by certain things stripped me of a certain level of uniqueness that otherwise could have helped actually make me a whole lot of money and whatnot, you know, like there, there's, there comes a confidence building and there comes like a, uh, like a, who you are. And, and, and if there's one thing I've learned as well is that like, you know, like fuck pedophiles for real. But if there's one thing that like we as adults don't have is any interaction with a child, unless they're our children or our stepchildren, you know what I mean? Like, like, as as uh, as an adult, I don't see children in my day to day life, and the only adults that I know who who do see children are ones who have those children that are the caretakers of them, um, or like, you know, like teachers or whatever. And I'm like, you know, I'm 31 years old right now, and I. I would love to talk to kids and tell them my story and, and teach them the things that I don't know, but, or that, that I didn't know when I was their age, but uh, because of just the general society, yeah, yeah, the general society at large, like we don't, we don't integrate our children with our adults. And as soon as the children get to adult age, we basically forget that they were children and are like, what are you doing? You're an adult now. And it's like, that's the way for children to grow up. 
because it's a steep learning curve. Yeah, because yeah, I remember how that worked out for me. Like my mom didn't let me watch R-rated films until I was sixteen. And again, this is entirely anecdotal, but when I got to college, when I first met you, like I'm, I was definitely not the same person that I was that I am today in terms of how I act and how I behave, but. I'm still the same person intrinsically. Like, there's a reason why you and I can still have these deep conversations together because we had those deep conversations when we first met. But I was also very much like ignorant to literally college at large and and uh, paying money for stuff and all these other things. And <laughs> you know, like a lot of I'm not saying I suffered too much more than anybody else has suffered. I'm sure there's a whole lot of people that suffered more than me, but the mental strain definitely was mental. And Holy shit, we almost talked for another hour. We're at 55 minutes, bro. Yeah, I know exactly. We have almost talked for another hour. <laughs> um, you know, the, the thing is, like, I think what the main, what we noticed in this conversation is that they're, they're, people want to try to attribute to a particular system of, of if there's so many factors that go into stuff, because for every case that someone says the system doesn't work, I can show you one that does and vice versa. It's like there's somebody that's taken the system and like, you know, my 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 stepmom or my great grandfather. And and then, but there's also systems uh, situations I can know with a ton of people that, that it doesn't work. And so it, it's there's a lot of different factors. And I, I think that everything I've, I've, I've gone done studies on what I've realized it all comes down to what we're, what we're educating people on. And we need to get us, we need to introduce like the Socratic method where instead of telling people what the case is, you ask people questions instead of going, Hey, little Bobby memorize that that's a fork go, Hey, wh what makes that a fork? And they're like, well, cause of this. And then like you, you, you learn through actually ask or asking questions that way someone actually comes to knowledge to themselves instead of just memorizing, you know, the, uh, yeah. the type of knowledge that comes when you point at an object and they memorize the sound, you know? No, I, I agree with that. I also, I also have to agree with the thought that like, we do need to have definitions because uh, like, because you and I have been talking so clearly with each other using the English language that doesn't necessarily mean other people who are listening with the English language understood everything that we said or could pay attention. To exactly. Because the symbols only mean something due to our experience. If you just, you may learn English, but if you come like it does, it, you won't, you're like, whoa, the, the way you're using language, it's like you're already talking in a much more freedom type way than our language even can produce like we don't have a word like that in our language because we've never been that free or something sure exactly that's definitely a good point um and like quite literally honestly like uh one of the things that i strive to do in my life is to try to simple simple things down uh we we, we ultimately have made things so complex that it's very simple how we get out of it but it's uh, it it it's it's coming to terms with it. Like I think everything is generational. Uh, I think we are literally again going circling back. It's like a we're we're living we're living the sins of our forefathers. If I could use that word, those words in that sort of way, but it's like. And if you're Jewish, if you're not Jewish, you're 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 living the four the foreskins of your your ancestors. Hey, yo. 
But somebody who still has a foreskin, I'm so glad I'm not Jewish. <laughs> uh, as, somebody, as somebody who's been downgraded to his, his army helmet, I aesthetically, I guess, I, I like it. It's less maintenance. But, I mean, a penis is a penis, man. They're all trouble-causing. Yeah, I mean, I just I just wish you didn't have it, Rob. I, I just wish you had the – I wish it wasn't robbed from you before – I don't know, like – well, we'll talk about foreskins in a minute. It's uh, 59 minutes in a 58.35. Uh, do, do yep. We, do we need to start the We're down? about to lose the – Let's start a third one. I'm about to go. Hey, wh- wh- where did you get cut off at? What was the last uh, thing you said? I, I don't know. I heard you say like the doom or something. He's, he was uh, – it was a weird point. Like, oh, God, where, where did we live off? Because I, I, was, I was questioning what happened to uh, Oh, okay. I was just saying. I was just like, like the. Uh, I was, you know, talking. Did you hear me say anything about forgetting? You have to get over the victim mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely heard that part. I definitely heard that part. Um, oh, because oh, because basically, like you know, uh, your brain is that as smart as it is is actually kind of dumb. Like if you convince, yeah. if you convince your yourself your your brain that like, hey, I'm about to get you know stabbed tomorrow, and like you keep visualizing, your brain will go ahead and 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 act as if you'd been stabbed. Like it'll well, solidify was, the pathway, the, uh... your body releases the chemicals, and you solidify it as a bad experience where you got stabbed. So, like when people convince themselves they're going to lose, it's like, yeah, they've already lost. Like they've already, as opposed to like, okay, I can win, I can do this, um, I'm going to find a way to do this. It, well, that it's was like... that was the thing that I was I was saying as well with that is because uh, it was something that I the last thing I remember you saying as well was that big mentality thing like. The uh, one thing that I was going to say as well is like it is it's it's all part of the human condition, you know. Um, it's it's the the human condition itself is so powerful and so strong, but at the same stretch of breath, so weak, you know, in so many different ways and forms. Like it and, and weakness is again just another word we can translate into so many things, and I think there are other languages that would have said it better or differently, but uh, ultimately, like. You know, like uh, it isn't measured by like how many weights or pounds you can push, or how many people you can like knock to the ground or whatever. Like in, in fights and stuff, it's strength is 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 uh, again like circling back to that other thing. Like when people think that uh, life is survival of the fittest, but it's survival of the most fit, whoever is most fit at the time and. and Again, circling back to another thing with the capitalism, it's like when it comes to a lot of the capitalistic ways, it's like you don't have to be fit, or you don't have to be whatever. You just have to find your little niche that works pretty okay or well for you. And if that means stepping on somebody or getting over like this hurdle, which is like actively ignoring your community or society that you live in, you can make a whole lot of money that way. And like, it, it can help you and your family survive, but like after a while, that's not going to be the case, you know. Especially if there's again uh, circling back to the Chads and the Trevors, you know, the the dudes who have their dads that own the dealerships and whatever. Like they don't know how to run the dealership. It, their biggest task is to like open and close the fucking store, you know. And that's what they do, and, and that's a, not necessarily a bad job, but like you know, like. Uh, being paid what you're worth and getting what you're worth shouldn't happen to involve like whether or not you eat or you 
or you sleep on the floor somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's there are too many homeless out there that are actually kind of geniuses. You know, there's there's a whole lot of people out there that are really talented, uh, that that would make really great fathers or husbands or, or daughters or sisters or whatever, or really great people or like really great people out there that don't get their time of day because, and you know, it's, it's that, it's that like victim mentality. Yes. But it's also the like human condition mentality. That's like, well, I've learned this much about myself. I've learned this much about life. And, it, like there's only so much that I can do. Like like being a pawn in, in like being a pawn in somebody else's chess game and knowing that you don't have any control over any of those sort of things. But you do have you do have some control. And that that's kind of the thing I wanna go across is that like I, I for the you know, I was as a, I was God, I, I was working I graduated from Western and I was working at Burger King and I was like, This blows. I have two degrees and I'm working at Burger King. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I, I just started, at first I was just starting a couple of little side hustles. Like I was selling, you know, I'd buy bulk monster or Red Bull and I would sell them for $2 at work because it would cost two fourteen if you went to Ingalls. So I would save people their five minute smoke break from going to Ingalls, but I would still make money and it would be 14 cents cheaper than you could at Ingalls. And so I would do that while at work while also selling lighters with bottle openers. And I was like, there's little things that can be done. Um, I think the I think just having a program to know that you can be doing this stuff, but I can't tell you how many of my coworkers I was like, hey, I will get you set up on your own business. That were just like, I don't really have time for that. I'm like, you're literally at work. I do this while we're already doing our other job, and and, and it was like people had gotten so just kind of like, I don't want to do that. I was like, people don't people want to go on autopilot a lot, and some people don't. don't some people want more, but um, I don't. I think that that's laziness. I think uh, the word laziness has become a catch-all. Um, I think a lot of times people are plagued by, you know, like, you know, you, you, you mentioned your rape and how it happened when you were younger. And it wasn't until you're 26 or a little bit older that it even, like, started to make sense to you to, like, deal with it in a more constructive way. And a lot of acid. Yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely like we need medicinal acid. Yes, we, we do. I actually just uh, bought seven thousand shares of a company called Silo. That's uh, that's uh, a pharma company that's that's uh, using uh, LS, LSD mushrooms and MDMA to help with PTSD, uh, rape trauma, and other issues, as opposed to like using like pills. Dude, that's that's a really good idea you said seven thousand shares I like, bought, how yeah, much is one silo. Share? they're still in their early stages of like development and whatnot, but uh their their market shares i think they're i think it's like 30 i think i've actually lost just like 100 bucks since i bought it but i don't care because it's sense. a long-term investment it's like they're still in there getting there you know but that's i think that's the wave of the future is you know look at oregon already decriminalized all drugs colorado's decri- decriminalized shrooms like they're already doing medical study. Canada's already been doing medical studies for a bit now, showing the benefits of it. So, you know. Well, yeah, like there definitely are benefits to it. Like, like uh, you know, back in the day, before the war on drugs and the war on whatever, before we before we made a war on drugs because we were trying to harm black people. Like, let's be very 
let's be very real for a minute. I don't want to sugarcoat it. Like the entire reason why there was a war on drugs was because a lot of white people in power thought that the best way to control white people, the hippie white people and the, the blacks was to uh, control drugs. But it's like, you know, that just set us back another 50 years, you know, like that just. Well, so, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, look, I mean, p- pills and meth have done to the, the white community what cracked into the black community in the 80s. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, and it, it's sad. It's so sad. It's a very sad thing. You know, like just in general, it's just sad, you know, but at the same stretch of breath, we are living in a very optimistic world in spite of how negative it feels and all that sort of stuff. Like we live in a very optimistic world. We have all the power in the world to be good to each other. And we have all the technology and the communications, like tech, like the, like, Try to try to ascribe the internet to somebody who lived in the sixties. It's very difficult. So how to describe you know? the infinite? The the internet. Oh, oh! I thought you said the infinite. I was like, I was like, that'd probably be pretty easy. Everybody was doing LSD and shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it, it, actually, it'd probably be actually I could describe it pretty easily to someone who's done that. I'd be like, hey, you know when you see everything in that pre uh, physical grid and the yeah, it's like that, but with. But with the, you get to press keys too, and then any information pops up. Whoa, man, we're righteous, <laughs> right? Yeah, like there's definitely a uh, I actually, I, I, I feel like that, that that that's sort of like my role in life. Um, I feel like one one skill, like when I was when I was younger, they uh they IQ tested me, and like I was I was in the top uh 99 percentile. In, in in math and English and the uh, the I but I always had behavior issues because of my trauma so it's like I couldn't be in the room with a grown-ass man without panicking but I was educated and so the the the, the type of education I they found I was really good at once they got me over the fact that I was you know could be around adult men by myself it is mm-hmm. the ability to take stuff and explain it out so I could take an art student, for instance, and help them understand math through art and of someone who does math and help them understand art through their math. And so it's like that it kind of like existential intelligence. And I'm, I'm lucky enough to, to, I guess, uh, find ways to show that to kind of in- incorporate things. And that's what I'm trying to do for people. Um, but the, the type of, of, of thing that exists, it exists for everybody. And so what, what I may, you know, we i feel like we could team up everybody can team up and offer their offer their skills out and then that you know use something like you know ted talks where everybody kind of like and people are doing that look how many people are starting youtube channels now and i know there's people that make money literally just off of reacting to videos like oh i know but But, you know er, you know everybody should i encourage everybody to start making videos on what they know what are you passionate about what can you offer people start making a, a library of it because everybody has smartphones and then and then if you can make a collection of it someone's going to someone's going to type in a search word on YouTube and your video is going to pop up and if you and if you know what you're talking about enough you're going to get more you're going to get more views like i really encourage the entrepreneurial mindset of no um, listen i agree but the, um, at the same time like with a platform like YouTube there are things such as algorithms that are definitely against the creators right now like um 
It's the same with Facebook and a lot of the other social medias. Well, yeah, you, you don't want to type in anything that concerns, uh, like, conservative politics or you'll get cut off there. Um, or, I mean, people are just getting yeah. shadow banned like crazy. But, but like, that's, that's the thing, though. It's like there's a lot of reasons for that, and there's a, um, there's a lot of reasons for why it should happen, but a lot of creators are getting messed up along the way. Um, and that's the thing. It's like... Listen, spreading spreading false information is bad. You shouldn't make money off of spreading false information. That's that's something I believe in. You know, but like there are, because the algorithms have been set up in such a way, like the the algorithms are still in 2012 logic when we're in 2020. And I mean, it's not that far away, but we live in a society right now that's off of like 1970s logic. You know, it's it's it's. It, nothing's going to work out. Like we live in a very exponentially forward-looking place. What we have to do is basically plateau everything so that things become more equal amongst ourselves, and then we can rise up out of it, like like a phoenix from the ashes. Well, you know the the th- things we do good in this country. We have, you know. A lot of a lot of really good doctors. We also have a lot of people who don't get medical care. Um, the uh, but we have a lot of good doctors because you know doctors. A lot of our doctors aren't necessarily even good people. I know a lot of doctors that don't give a shit about helping people. They just like they want to make the bank. But it's because that they make bank that they're actually good doctors. Um, the 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 problem is it's like you. You want to encourage people to help people, but at the same time, it's like, again, like when I was at Burger King, I was like, I was, I was doing a really good job, but then I was like, I am working so much harder to do this really good job. And actually, actually, when I quit, a lot of people are like, yeah, once you quit, I didn't go anymore because I didn't have that fun guy talking in a British accent, offering me sausage, bacon, and egg and cheese croissants. (laughs) 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 But it's like, I stopped working as hard and my boss is like, Dan, you better pick it up. And I'm like, no, Linda, because you're not going to fire me. Cause I already know I work, I'm better employee than the person up there. And so I'm going to go, I told her to her face. I was like, I'm going to do just slightly better than her. So I'm still a better employee, but you won't fire me because I'm still your best employee. Even when I do like 60% of what I can do. And I was actually, I was actually talking about this earlier with somebody at the bar about the Peter principle. Have you heard about it? My, the Peter principle. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, hey, as long as you don't look him in the eyes, it's not gay. <laughs> no 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 it's not that it was it was like a principle that this man obviously his name is peter uh came up with in the early 60s uh okay. but it's still it's still kind of true today um long story short uh people Damn, uh, people <laughs> it's just a it's it's, it's name he didn't mean for the it to get so perverted after he was made the principle the point is it's like <laughs> the point is it's like people work really hard at a job until they hit their like maximum of how much they're getting paid for it once they hit their like actual value you know like once once you, know, you work at a job you're really good at it you're like i'm really good at this but like i can't make any more money at this they'll, they'll either a rise up the ranks until eventually they can't do the job as well like um, 
Let, you, you ever you ever been in a job where like you have like an awful manager? Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, like like every job I've ever worked at. Yeah. So part of the part of the Peter principle involves the uh, the person was really good at their job before they became the manager, but because they were really good at their job, they went to the manager position because it made them more money. Uh, but like because they were good at the job, they're not going to get let go. But at the same stretch of breath, though, uh, I could be like paraphrasing this wrong, but the point is like, uh, like they rose up to the ranks until eventually they're not good at that job anymore and they can't go back. They can't go back to their previous position that they were really good at because it won't make them as much money. So they become stuck in this place that not only are they not good at, but also. Like because they're not good at it, negatively affects their performance, and they just increasingly get bad at it. And they, because of where they are, uh, in their position, they're not going to get fired because they were really good at all the things. They rose up through the ranks. They've been there for so long, or whatever. But at the same time, like because they were kind of forced into it. You know what I mean? Like they were they were forced into rising up the ranks either by being there the longest or like by actually being good at this one job but by the time they got to the position that they're at they're no longer good at anymore they, they might not like it they might not have the same passion the same lust for anything and um, because they don't have the same passion or lust for what they were doing they're not as good at it anymore and their 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 value diminishes but because their value was set so high already by how good of work they were doing they can't leave that spot you know what i mean like i'm, I'm trying to explain it but like it's definitely worth looking at i don't think i yeah. explained it correctly but it's it's why you see people in positions that they shouldn't be in is because they were following the money you know I mean, that, 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 that makes sense i mean the, you know the whole thing we learned in entrepreneurship is that like you know you people who are good at something try to open up a business and they end up being the worst business owners because all they did was uh, end up picking up more hours to make this less money or the same money because, but now they have to run all the other stuff. The The thing <laughs> is like, you know, entrepreneurial work. And I'm glad I took those classes because regular school doesn't teach you that, but you, you Not know, you thing. learn to work on your business rather than in it. And uh, you know, a lot of these people that get stuck in these positions they they need to you know you need to figure out where your stuff is strong and weak and be like all right I'm clearly weak at this I could I could definitely run a business like this if I hired somebody that was good at this part I'm bad at and you know I could do the rest of it and and you know I, I think even good entrepreneurship work is is recognizing good teamwork like you you like for instance like I don't want to be an accountant I won the I actually won the accounting award at my high school my senior year for the highest average in accounting in the entire school. And everyone's like, are you going to become an accountant? I'm like, no, there's nothing to think no. of towards more than sitting in a cubicle all day crunching numbers. God damn. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand that. Like, I totally 100% understand. But you know, I know how to hire a good – I would know how to hire a good accountant that has a good mentality so he can do the accounting work. Well, that's good. That's a, that's a, that's a good thing. I think, I think you are a man who has – I'm not like, special though. I, that's that's what, what I'm trying to. I guess what the whole conversation I've been trying to tell you is like, you you. I feel like anyone could do this. Like, I you know there there's there's the problem is it's like enough people pointing your finger and point their finger in your face and tell you you can't do this. Eventually you start believing it. 
And now, I mean, I can't tell you how many people I hear repeat repeating, you know, what what you're what you're saying is sort of like, you know, it can't be done. This is the way. And I mean, I agree with you too, but what I've noticed is whether I agree with you or whether I don't agree with you, the same amount of people that are getting fucked over are still getting fucked over. But if I at least offer a possibility of a solution, like, hey, try to let's let's go ahead, try to spend 30 minutes every day learning some new skill and then be and then see if it changes. And a lot of people are like, holy fuck. Yeah, I started learning new stuff, gave me new ideas. And before you know it, I, I got out of it. It's like but we, are, you know, people are convinced they can't get out of it. And they're like, all right, fuck it. I guess I can't get out of it. It, there's so much that mentality is so like, I guess this is where martial arts is really helpful because there's so much of, you know, difference between me winning and losing is all mentality. I've had tournaments I've gone into where I was greatly conditioned. I was in, you know, great shape, but I hadn't been training at all, but I was great mentally and I won. And there was ones where my technique was sharp, but I was didn't really want to be there. And I had my face broken in and it was literally just a difference in mentality. It, 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 it's like if I had just been like, all right, I'm going to go get him today as opposed to I don't really want to be in here. The the I didn't want to be in there got my face literally broken in. And I only fought if you looked at it on tape, I didn't fight that much difference. But a, a really good fighter would be like, oh, I'm noticing a slight hesitation in your combos. An average person would be like, Dan, it looked like you fought the same. And you one time you won, one time you got your ass kicked. But uh, someone who's like, oh, wow, I can see that that little extra thing that makes a difference. You didn't have it that fight. And I'm like, yeah, that's the ability to think you can win. And when people think well, they're also, already defeated. Like, if, if I can, if I can just circle back to uh, Dragon Ball Z for a second. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball. Dragon, Dragon. Drop That's why Dragon. Goku's always the first to kick ass because everybody else is like, I don't think we can beat him, Goku. And Goku's like, I just eat a cheeseburger. I'll go train. Yeah, dude. Like, like, But that's because that's all he thinks about. And he wants to fight the that, that, that's, that's that's the reason why Goku is, is the the guy that like we we oh, still passionate about that. it. Goku has passion. He would do that if he if he's he's basically homeless because Chi Chi's like I'm gonna kick you out of the house. He's like whatever. I'm just gonna go train. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like he doesn't. But you know, like that's that's uh, again like <sighs> catch up with Dragon Ball Super, dude. Like I would be real. Catch up with Dragon Ball Super. Like the. I'm the literally whole, waiting whole, for like Amazon to come out with a uh, the entire series box set on Blu-ray, and then I'm buying it. Well, I know for a fact that uh, I was watching it on YouTube as it was current. You have to watch the Japanese dubs, but whatever, like, it was it was dubbed. Uh, Hello. When did we cut out? Uh, about three minutes ago. Damn. You you, uh, you 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 basically I haven't heard a thing you've said since. Uh, if you have, if you've been watching in, you'll have to watch in Japanese, but. It was the, uh, I, I went on a tangent about how, uh, Goku is, uh, very passionate. Uh, how, how, like, his, Goku's mental illness is that he's Goku. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, his mental dad, il- by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you've watched the series, you know this. Like, uh, he's basically Piccolo is Gohan's dad, and uh, Goten doesn't have a dad. You know, like. Yeah, go, 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 <laughs> But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's like it's like I gotta go to school, Dad. Don't you want to take a chance of possibly dying today, just so we can? <laughs> right. But uh, still, though, like the one thing that Goku does have 
besides being quite literally the savior of the universe, like fucking countless times. Like, like that's his that's his only goal is not his only goal is to get better at fighting, and that's the only reason why he's the savior of the universe. And by a goddamn fluke, he's always the savior of the goddamn universe. Yeah, because you know? he's he's no, he puts more time into kicking ass. Yeah, and and like literally, like uh, if it wasn't for Trunks coming back in time, he would have died from a goddamn heart attack or heart disease, like you know, like way yeah. way before Cell, you know, like and we're not even going to get into the time travel thing or whatever, but like, you know, as a story, it's fine. It's fine. There's hardly any character development anymore, but it's fine. We love seeing Goku be Goku because that's his mental illness. Uh, Goku gets a lot of people through their mental illness. It's fine. But like, at the same stretch of breath, it's like, uh, to be passionate about something your entire life is 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 uh very difficult and even if you have to discover it right now like out of out of the blue like something different you know like that's still a great starting point you know the uh that's one of the great like morals or the great stories fairy tales or whatever that goku in the dragon ball series has to tell us but um you know, circling back again, Danny, to like trauma in general, it's like not everybody can can just deal with their own trauma that way. You know, not everybody can like figure that out for themselves and be like passionate about something their entire life. Sometimes they have to like not only work through their triggers, but find something new. Like a new environment can definitely help. Like, like a new a- environment will would almost always all you know <laughs> the. The, you know what? Like that—that's the, why you know what we were, you're talking about. Like being able to relate to somebody is sometimes all somebody needs. Like you know, a lot of people be like, "Oh, it'll get better." Da da da. It's like you don't want to hear that. But sometimes it's good to like. I've literally gone up to people and be like, "Hey, this shit's gonna suck. I, I can't tell you it's gonna get better, but I will tell you, you're gonna you you know you'll be you'll get strong enough to where you'll be able to utilize this." And it's like you're not alone though. And yeah. sometimes people sometimes just hearing people say that like, "Hey." No, it's not necessarily going to get better right away. You're going to feel like shit for the next few months, you know. And sometimes that's enough to make people feel better because you're like, you're like, oh, you actually fucking know what I feel. Yeah. Like, because deep down, people want to people want to know that they they actually can be understood, and that's that's enough to give people hope. Exactly. Well, going back to that same hope thing and the community thing, I think if there's one thing, like humans are pack animals in the sense, like we. We like we pack bond with like inanimate objects if they have like a face on them. You know what I mean? Like, like we humans are the stupidest. I know people that name their fleshlights, dude. Like humans are the stupidest animals, but because of our our like intrinsic ability to care about like another person or even an inanimate object, it's like enough to keep us going. You know, like uh, I heard this one story. And I don't know how true or not it is. I'm sure somebody can like search it up or not. But there was a uh, these two like climbers that were climbing up maybe Everest or K2 or a very tall mountain. Let's just put it this way. And one of them, uh, well, actually, they both fell off a mountain at the same time. And there was only one person at the like holding on, and uh, he basically had to cut his friend off. You know, he had to cut his friend off to save himself. He got back to the uh, the base and he was like, I don't know what happened. You know. But then, like, three days later, that other dude he cut off start crawled back. His legs were broken and everything, like, and he and he made it back. He was like, you know, I don't I don't mind, 
Like I would have done the same thing if I was in your position, but what kept me going, what kept me crawling on my fucking stomach to the fucking base and survive was just being like every five feet being like, I can make it to that rock. I can make it to the rock. All right. That's, I can make it to that rock. That's, actually, that's, that's a principle. I don't remember what that's called, but it's actually, uh, there, there's a, it's, a, it's a principle and they, they recommend using it. It's the same thing I teach people when I go to get them to work out. Yeah. I'm like, I know you can't do a hundred pushups, but can you do one? They're like, I could do one. Yeah. Well, I do one. And then five minutes later, it's like, could you do two? Well, I could do two. Yeah. It's the breaking it individual. Yeah, exactly. And we'll see. That's that's uh, that's part of the human experience and bringing it back to human experience. It's like hu- the human experience is the most valuable thing. And I think we, we in this life have been robbed of it. And it's not necessarily our fault. Like being addicted to your cell phone is also a human experience because what are you looking on the cell phone? you're basically watching other people's human experience. Like in like 20, 30, in like three hours, I can watch thousands of TikToks or like a bunch of different videos on YouTube or like read a whole bunch of Facebook posts. And and I would get a whole bunch of opinions that I otherwise would not have had if I was just sitting by myself. You know what I mean? Like, like it's not necessarily wrong to be on your phone. It's the addictive quality that was, like infused into it the reason why the innovation made the technology put themselves into my hand that ignored the community you know that that it's like uh why drugs were rampant for a long time why why people are still upset all the time why why people like if if everybody was housed fed and cleaned how how often do you think we'd have like fights you know like how often do we, we have disagreements we'd be like hey you know, like if there were safe places to have arguments and safe places to have fights, like, be like, you know, I'm really angry at you. I'm going to talk to you over there in the fight zone, and we're going to fight. We're going to be in the fight zone. Well, that's zone, actually you know? why Street Beast was created. I actually fought on Street Beast. Um, you, uh, they basically, it was it was formed by a former gang member that was like, instead of shooting each other, if you got beef with a number, another rival gang member, you sort it out in the thing, fight each other for it. Yeah. And then that... that kills blood you know gets rid of bloodshed you prove your your point on and you get rid of your beef in the fight yes. and you know what's funny about fights is a really good one actually does more to stop fighting than than pretending to just shake it out because you actually gain respect for each other and then people are like damn you took yep. some hits man and you did too hell yeah man you ain't, you ain't so bad exactly you know and i think i think that's one of those things that uh it's very difficult to you know, like ensure, but like you know, it, it would be it would be really great if we could maybe develop our society to to have these human conditions in mind. You know, like I think we definitely have robbed ourselves of uh, we we bro- I don't know, but by, by keeping the I don't know, like by by ignoring the children and. And keeping the elderly in charge, we've robbed ourselves of of that like growing up feeling, you know. And there's a whole ge- there's a whole bunch of lost generations, you know. You you the the there you know there's a lot of uh, there's a lot to be said about the you know the, the whole like coming to coming to basically coming of age ceremony whether you know whether it be like you had to you know the spartans which were really extreme like hey, hey you're like 10 now go here's a spear go kill some shit we'll see in two years maybe <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and 
but 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 it's like we 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 really you know a lot in a lot of the like uh native american cultures a lot of uh um different uh different cultures have some form of of psychedelic like whether it's peyote whether you've got um ayahuasca you've got shrooms like we're one of the you know we're one of the only societies that that that's that doesn't really have that that like transition into yeah well that that's that's similar to we what suffer I, for it that was similar to what I was saying earlier probably in like the second recording um of of like uh like ceremonies like uh that that the the owner of the coffee shop when I was twenty six was telling me like you know like you know Daniel, you're a really smart man but you, you feel like a perpetual child because there has never been a a coming of age or coming to man feeling. And therefore you you are in so many ways doomed to be, you know, like this perpetual child. And that really spoke a lot of words to me. Like I, I know I said it wrong. He said some shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like uh he said some shit that basically it was like there was no coming of age ceremony. There was no coming of coming of like here's here's the reins, take them, you know, like feeling. And if if you live your life and don't get the reins, you know, if you live your life expecting to have the reins, and then you don't get the reins, then you're stuck in the rain, you know, like it's raining right now. That's why I use the rain so many words as an allegory. But I mean. It's all part of the human condition, Danny. Like it's all part of the human condition, and I think it's it's imperative that we share it with each other. It's, it's we have to share these things with each other for us to get better and grow as people. And we can't do this alone. And yet, but for that to happen, though, like, and this is why there's such a divide on in politics is that one side, you know, both sides are saying that, but which side is actually going? Hey, let me hear your side of the story. Both sides are going, you're an idiot. And what, what's going to make someone not want to listen to you even harder is when you call someone an idiot. You know, it's like, it, you know, I always say this. If when a three, you know, a four-year-old comes in the room and goes, uh, Danny, the world's made out of ice cream. I don't go, you dumbass little shit. I go, okay, well, why is it made out of ice cream? And eventually the kid goes, did I ask him a question? He's like, wait a minute. I guess it isn't made out of ice cream. But I gave him respect. I asked him about it. If we're, you know, if the side really, one side thinks that they're, they got their idea and is really the, the intelligent side, then why, why is no one, you know, offering a, a, to listen to the other side and everybody's just like, you're dumb. It's like, well, he thinks the same thing about you because, so yeah. how are you going to connect if no one's actually taking the time to, to listen? It's like, you want, you want everybody to connect, but it's like, you're not hearing their side of the story. Well, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it comes down to. Like there's a reason why Socrates and his Socratic method is still used today, you know. Like just asking somebody their their point of view until they can explain. The only true learning comes from self discovery. Anything else? That's why you know people. I was raised religious, you know, most of my life, but I left religion because I'm like this doesn't make sense. It's like because when I started actually asking questions, like this doesn't suit me, you know. Mm -hmm. The the you know if you tell someone to believe something they might go okay well i will for now but if they didn't discover it themselves they're not going to stay with it well yeah exactly and, and um well ultimately like it's very difficult to understand how people learned um and why people learn but if there's one thing that like we know in our age category is that like a lot of the way that we learned 
wasn't very wasn't very good, you know. Like there was, there was a, and and we're only we're only building off the shoulders of giants, and the fact that we're learning that we can change it means that we can change it. But uh, we still have to, like, still use the uh, the methods and the tools that people have left us, and and sometimes we're not that well equipped. You know, like, yeah, well, if you could do two push-ups, you could do three, but at some point in time, you can't do 100 right off the bat. No, but some people will, will never try. But but I, I had one dude, he was over 400 pounds, and he, he stuck with the dude. He, he lost 50-something pounds. And I was so proud of him. And, I you know, I got people like, oh, I'm overweight, I can't do it. I'm like, dude, you're only, like, 220 pounds. I have someone twice your size <laughs> that did it. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's take your pack. Exactly, yeah. If there's one thing that I've learned in the human condition and the human method is that uh, we need each other. Again, you can't do it by yourself. Like, we, we would love, like, there are some of us that can be the nomads, some of us that can blaze our own trails, but more often than not, we're, we're just like everybody else, and that's okay. Um, and part of, part of admitting that we're just part of everybody else and it being okay is, is that it's okay. Is that it's okay. And like one of the things that living in a community of sorts or living in a, in a, like a, I, I have this idea that maybe one day we can all kind of figure it out, you know, and maybe we will, I'm not sure how or well, we will, but one of the things that have helped me figure it out is like thinking like maybe if we put ourselves into cells, not like jail cells, but more like cells like an amoeba or, or like cells like a like a like a plant, you know, like or something where where there somebody's the mitochondria, somebody's the the cell wall, somebody's the this or that or whatever, and we aren't one thing until we are part of every like a man of war you know what i mean like where so wait are you suggesting an actual experiment where we can we can be in a simulator where, where we play these roles i mean in so many ways yeah like i don't know if it would be an experiment or something that is just the next See, this step. is what i was going to ask you because i gotta go soon because i have we have i have class in uh, a little damn it's already eight o'clock i was Holy about shit. to say yeah uh, like it's, it's kind of early <laughs> i was gonna say like the the one before we, when we leave this i want to leave this with two things okay one um I, I was gonna ask you uh you know i feel like I, I, this is one of the things i heard someone say and i believe it you know everyone wants to say how this is wrong this is wrong i think nobody should be allowed to complain unless they have they also bring a solution so i was gonna ask well you know you what was what would your solution to be to how we can fix this country and so you've i'm curious okay so you've got this uh this thing where we all play parts of a cell is that like an actual thing you've thought out to where we we go in we dress up we play a role like larpa <laughs> larpa cell or what I do mean, you think i mean not necessarily do the dress up thing but in so many ways that like our founding fathers wanted like roles of government um and how like over the course of the 200 whatever years 250 years that we've been this country we've divided ourselves into states and counties and towns and whatever and villages and all that sort of stuff. It's, it's sort of the same thing in the sense of 
uh, developing a uh, communities. Again, I, I, I keep bringing up communities a lot because it's very important to me because um, I, I don't come from a very extensive family. Um, my parents made me and my sister and my aunt, my uncle didn't have children, so I don't have any cousins. Um, I only have one remaining um, grandmother and I have one remaining great aunt and that's it. And like, I'm about there with you. Like I've, I've been doing this journey solo most of my life. So I, right. I get that. Yeah. Well, that's, um, that's part of it, you know, and, and, and uh, I know I'm not alone, uh, but at the same stretch of breath, because like, I know that there are, people who are adopted and there are people who uh you know who came from broken fractured homes and I'm, I'm very fortunate at least that my parents are still together with the same stretch of breath as well like for those families that did get fractured that get that did get broken you know like they a lot of those children a lot of those people feel alone their whole lives and and you know one of the coolest things about one of the coolest things about growing up in high school, and this is gonna sound ironic, but it's I'm trying to say it as unironically as I can, is that like when you're in a high school, you've got a high school team and you've got a high school mascot, and everybody's like, "Hey, we're all part of this high school," you know, and, and it, and it kind of feels like a whether you're a part of it or you're not, like whether you're a part of it or you're not, like it's definitely a. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a team unity. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that's, it's that tribal unity. Well, yeah, because like, if, if I've learned anything about like being an American for one, like I'm again, first generation American, proud to be an American, but like, you know, like there are a lot of people that have never been across the seas. have never even been to Canada or Mexico and don't know what it's like to be outside of even their own state or town or whatever, but still think that America is the best place on earth. And it's like, if you travel, if you go and see the rest of the world, then you will ultimately shape and form opinions, you know, just in general, like whether it's good or bad towards whatever agenda. Part of the idea of having a, like a cell is is in so many ways kind of like a, let's imagine like an e-harmony thing where everybody's like kind of paired up with people who are more or less similar to ideas. Uh, but it's it's in their own cell block, and they're all like closely around each other. Like, I live on a dead end street, and I don't know half or most of the people that live on my street. I know a lot of the people that live on my street, but I don't know everybody, you know. And I know well, a lot of people that live in. Uh, I know a lot of people that live in these like duplex, like these like giant building structures or whatever. They don't know each other either. They have to find these apps and things like neighbors or whatever, where they're like talking to each other about what's scary and whatnot but like to build like a cell like this is what i'm trying to get to i I know i'm taking a long-winded route but uh to build us like a cell uh like a fully functioning cell like biology class and uh you have to have like mitochondria you've got to have a nuclei you've got to have a cell wall you've got to have xyz you know and each part is made up of different stuff uh but a cell is defined as like one of those things. So if, if we were to think of ourselves from an industrial standpoint and put ourselves in like little cells, we could ultimately like make a whole bunch of them, you know, like make a whole bunch of different groups of people that, that 
ultimately function like uh, they would a job, but they would be around people that form and shape their their own self, making their own self bigger and greater and whatever. And also, they're not competing with other selves. They're 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 using their own resources as a cell to increase the next cell to the next to them, the next cell to the next to them. Because uh, if we've learned anything about cancer, is that they're the cells that are basically the selfish cells. You know, like nobody cares about cells unless there's cancer in it. You know, so if we could think about it that way on a on a kind of a macro level. I think we could ultimately form a uh, a unibody uh, made up of, like, f- short example, America. If America could unite, oh. you know, but, like, unite in the sense of, like, putting all our souls together, we could figure out where the cancer is, and we could eradicate it a lot easier, and, and we could become a stronger society for it. Uh, okay, but you should. I encourage you to actually write this down. I actually want to say if like you want to give this uh, like legit thought, write it down. Maybe we could like give some credence to it. Sure, yeah. Um, I, I, I think... And I don't mean to rush you through this because I actually like this plan. Oh yeah, yeah. I was I was gonna say one thing. Uh, I you know I my my plan I'm I'm looking to make is is a is a a system that provides uh, after school program for youths that whether they can afford it or not they don't have to worry about it that helps and it's got art it's got martial arts sports it's basically doing engineering stuff to help you figure out who you are quicker so by the time you hit high school you're like god i'm, I'm so passionate about what i'm gonna do so i think like well, i want to see already, if you don't mind right right out your, your plan i want to see like details on it okay um, and, uh, i'll do that i'll do that tomorrow but uh i already thought about that idea that you were talking about um i already named it and everything um, well, this is how we get ideas out. Um, last thing, because we can always continue this later. Uh, I, I, I want to before I go, I want one more. Uh, one more question was well, the whole reason I, you know, I messaged you because I saw, as I said at the beginning, you put kind if of I wrote a book, would anybody read it? And and you know, I asked you what it was about, and you know, <laughs> after this conversation, do you have a, a more D- uh, specific thing that you now think you you know what to tackle uh, oof. after this conversation I don't necessarily think I have a specific thing still yet uh, I think I asked the question kind of very loosely open base uh, why did you ask it though what was what, what what triggered in you to even ask that that's what I want to get to oh uh, <laughs> well I was uh, <laughs> I, I often think that I could start a cult and part of the reason why I try not to be so intelligent around my friends is because I don't want to easily uh, easily sway them before I have all my thoughts figured out. And if I started a cult, that would basically be what I would be doing. So, uh, I mean, you, you yeah. literally later, that's funny. Cause like, you know, I hate to be other people say things aren't a cult. Like so many martial arts schools are cults. So many people don't realize like most things are cults. Yeah. Like, if you look at the loose yeah. definition of it, and that's that's okay. But like people are like that's a cult. Like we're, all, we're fucking all in cults, man. Yeah. Everything's yeah. We, we've all become so isolated from other groups, and we don't take in new information. You basically become a cult to your religion or your political views or whatever. It's like yeah, like cults. it's like we're we've all kind of become that. So yeah, especially after this most recent political climate. 
at everything. It's just like it's it's it is one of those things that's like God. It's it's very easy to sway dumb people, and I don't want to sway dumb people unless I have all the facts. <laughs> you know, like like I don't want to just sway dumb people because like uh, what, what's that saying? It's like don't argue with stupid because they'll drag you down to the bottom and beat you with experience. They'll, they'll drag you. Down yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> you know, and like. But I'm not on that level. I don't want to be that way. I just want to live a simple, normal life. But um, if I was to write a book about being sim- about being simple, it would be like longer than the Lord of the Rings plus the Hobbit plus the Similarian. You know what I mean? Like it'd be just like all the Game of Thrones books together combined. Like it'd be a very long-winded book. It'd be very difficult. Well, why would anybody want to read that? Oh well, I mean, because like. I talk in a very long-winded fashion that, like, ultimately circles its way back around. And by the time you're done with what I was talking about, I circle back to what we were talking about. But to create, keep people's attention, how do you how do you keep people's attention? Because people people <laughs> people who would benefit from what's in what's on page two thousand thirty-five can't make it past page forty. I mean, you're you're not wrong, but uh, just like how you mentioned, uh, how like you can tell somebody to do one push up or two push ups, it's it's the same sort of concept, but with uh, words. And um, I, th- I think what I'm getting at here is I want to see this manifesto because, like, I agree, I agree. You know, I gotta... you know who had the one of the best manifestos, and I couldn't really disagree with him on much. Mm-hmm. The the Unabomber Kaczynski. I was like, "Oh shit, it's a good manifesto." <laughs> I mean, I mean, he wouldn't kill people, but like, I mean, I get it. I I get it. I'm not gonna go kill people and write a manifesto. I'll, I'll go ahead like, and write a manifesto without killing people. I want that. I want that quoted. Okay. I want. People I was. Well, I also want to point out, like, I was when I was reading through Mein Kampf. I didn't. I I couldn't logically disagree with anything Hitler said until like page. I think it was like fifty something. <laughs> I was yeah, like, like, well, he, he's not saying anything illogical so far. Once he started to like, like again, it's like it's like J.J. Abrams is really good at starting a story, but he's really bad at finishing one. Star Wars, man, I was so pissed at the new Star Wars movie. God damn it. What a! It, it felt like it was like a, a really crappy rush TV series. I was like, "What did you do to the last movie?" No, yeah, the last movie in so many ways was just like, uh, like like a, well, like a fetch quest video game where it was just like, okay, what's the next task? What's the next task? Cutscene, boss. Cutscene, boss. Cutscene, big boss. Okay, done. It, it had no, it had no emotional weight to it whatsoever. But yeah, yeah. like. As far as as far as that goes, like I've I've definitely seen the the pains and the struggles of like like you've literally that. seen the pain in the struggle, yeah. The Daniel Payne, Daniel Payne. That's right. Say my name. You know, like it's a good one. Don't wear it out. You know. All right, uh, bro. Like, like I hate to rush. Like our ten minutes have gone by, but uh, what is your final uh, sentence or phrase you wish to leave? You wish to leave the world. Okay. Uh, Okay, well, I've written this on a bathroom or two, and I'm still struggling to like figure it out myself. But um, figure out your fears and then conquer them. But to conquer them, you have to do what? You have to figure out your fears, and then, then you, you have to. Fears. You have to conquer your fears by doing I, what? Face them. You have to face your fears. Face Be them. Yeah. Face your fears. 
be okay. So I'll I'll write it as be willing to face your fears and conquer them. Because again, I'm 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 mostly willing to face my fears, but uh, every once in a while I get into situations where I'm like, yeah, no, I'm just gonna go back and like 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 a turtle shell, you know. Uh, okay, here the final final thought: Squirtle's the best Pokemon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, my final thought with this is what is Ekans backwards snake what is Arbok backwards cobra what is muck backwards come (laughs) so funny (laughs) (laughs) and with that sir I bid you adieu I bid you adieu man like if I ever have any uh, social medias I'll plug them I'll, I'll definitely talk to you later my dude yeah, we we can do another round of this some other time. I'd be and and, and you know you will get the we'll we'll, we'll see what it happened with this, but I you know see, that was a good good for good first attempt. I'm gonna probably have to do some editing, but oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, send, I send, like, send me send me the original and also send me the edited. Like absolutely uh, the the the, the what I, definitely the last two hours. Uh, I I think we got on a good flow. We got on. Some oh, dude, good yeah, stuff. dude, absolutely, so, dude. I think that was fantastic. I won't even probably edit the last two and a half hours. Uh, I'll probably uh, maybe start off with a, an intro to can I get us. But part of that too is I wanted you to, I wanted to get through the um, just talking. Cause at some point one, you have to get through the da, 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 and then right as you sort of get the groove, that's when I'll probably start it. So I'll give us an intro and then jump into that. Cause you know, at one point you started to get comfortable and we kind of hit our groove. So <laughs> Hell yeah, my dude. Hell yeah. I'm so happy I got to talk to you, man. And I'm glad we got to figure this anchor thing out. Um, get to get to class, have yourself a good day and um, send me, send me the files later, man. Absolutely. And look at that. Look at that flyer. I sent you before I started the podcast. The, uh, I don't know. I don't, uh, we're, we're doing that on Christmas. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Bet. Yeah. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Man. All right have a good day, my good sir. Bye. You too. Bye.